This is Stephanie, and this is the Mocha Minutes Podcast. Hey guys, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to let you know about something that's a little new here at the Mocha Minutes Podcast. We are now participating in Buy Me a Coffee. So, If you haven't heard, buymeacoffee.com is a place where you can show some um, support and some love monetarily to some of your favorite content creators. That includes me. (laughs) Um, So it's in the increments of either a dollar, three dollars or five dollars. And you can do as many as you would like. Um, So I just wanted to let you guys know would love, love, love some support. So if you would go to buy me a coffee.com backslash mocha minutes. I would greatly appreciate it. It will also be in the show notes. Okay, here we go. It's 12 past midnight. Don't close your eyes. Your soul's half alive and I'll be by your side. I've come to take you there show you how to care just be aware that you'll have to share i want your love i want it tonight i'm taking your heart so don't you fight i'll be your answer i'll be your wish i'll be your fantasy your favorite dish from the back to the middle and around again i'm gonna be there till the end 100 percent pure love from the back to the middle and around again i'm gonna be there till the end 100 percent pure love welcome back to the mocha minutes podcast (laughs) this is stephanie thank you so much for joining me we are back i'm acting like it's been a long time it's it hasn't been a long time since I left you without a dope beat to step to. It's just been a week. Um, but I am back and I'm very excited to have this person here. It's been a while since he's been here. He's so busy. He has like a fur baby that needs an Instagram, but you know, basically <laughs> the, ba- the fur baby took over his Instagram. He has a whole podcast where he blows up this political shit. Um, he has a whole job. He has a very beautiful wife. He has a beautiful life in Washington State. But I have Jay at ad- adjective underscore Jay. I might put the underscore wrong. But yeah, <laughs> y'all know my buddy Jay. You, <laughs> you actually Ray. were right. You call you me were, Jay. <laughs> yes. You were right about the underscore. That was yes. right. 100% right. Yeah. Yes. Hey, I'm really happy to be here. I was just thinking it's been a, it has been a while since I've been here. It has been. Like, it, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a long, hot minute. It, the last time we recorded was on your podcast, which fun, fun, yes. Fun. It, oh, that's right. I forgot about that. We did. Mm-hmm. Um, was that was that for New Year's? I think so. It was like a little family. It's a ratchet aunties and uncles family reunion. Yeah, which, yeah. Like, it's coming back, y'all. I swear. We just have to get our shit together. We meeting Stephanie. <laughs> it's nobody else. It was, Stephanie. It was a wild time. I had to do a lot of editing. It was wild. <laughs> 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 
I remember that. It was just like it's so fun. Fuck, I gotta edit this shit. So many tracks, so much to keep track of. So so many. It's like it's it it was good though. It was really really good. It was so much fun. It's so good. (laughs) It's kind of like my buddy Brandon who does comic books and you know. Um, Marvel and all of that. He's like, I love coming to your show because this stuff that I don't talk about on my show. It's like, yeah, because you, you, he like, he's a poli sci nerd, so he Ooh. loves talking. Brandon would love to be on your show because it's like he likes talking this poli sci shit. He love it. Oh, you know what? We should have him on. We had um, so we've been doing this weird thing, and I, I guess it's not really weird, but mm. we've been having like progressive politicians on the show. Like, I've just- seen. I was y'all better bring these people forward because they're like no it's just two people i'm like it's two types of politicians i'm like it's not it's not (laughs) really it's just the progressive ones you may not hear about yeah well we've had uh so far we've had two on the show one Mm -hmm. from from pennsylvania and the other one Mm -hmm. from virginia Mm -hmm. uh and both of them have been uh, the one from virginia ali dalsimer was uh great uh, mm-hmm. So was Alexandra Hunt from Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. um, but in both cases, it, it was just kind of one of those things where they reached out to us, which was uh, that is dope, unexpected. Yeah, no, that was unexpected. But yeah, and and also in both cases, it was fun because uh, before I do this whole thing, especially if, if someone's going to come on the show a, mm-hmm. as a, like a politician, mm-hmm. like I was like, read your platform, let's see what you have. And so I, mm-hmm. for both, I dove into their platforms and. The things I ended up learning uh, about the area that they were representing, but also mm. just about just some policies and ways to look at policies was mm. actually kind of cool for me. So there's there's cool. just things that I learned that I was like, oh, this is actually kind of dope. Cool. That's yeah, it's actually it's pretty dope. cool. I'm glad. And the thing about it is, I think for some people, when they have certain guests on, they're like, oh, yeah, just come on my show. I'm like, but if well, I'm sorry, but what do you stand for? Do, do you know what my show talks about? <laughs> It's like, do you know this is a blackly black black ass show? You sure you want to come here? Oh, I just want to let you know. It's like, don't come to the frown town thing. It's like, so let me just softball this conservative view in here. Um, get the fuck out. Oh, hopefully you listen to the show. <laughs> or just read the titles of the show. I feel like if you read the titles of our show, you'd be like, all right, this is not a this conservative not friendly zone. Yeah, we're not. We're not about that conservative life. We're barely about that moderate life, and it's barely, barely. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's so far it's far far left far far, far. <laughs> thank oh, you it's so far left <laughs> are we it's like it's half work. what's half left that's frown town that's th- I, I thank you i think <laughs> <laughs> no, it it's kind of like will you imagine when they're like what is considered moderate and then they list things and you're like that don't seem all that moderate to me mm. yeah no and, we're not well i i think I feel moderate uh, mm-hmm. amongst my social circle because mm. I I'm a I, as as I have uh, said before I'm, I'm a self-professed uh, black socialist. Mm-hmm. Um, many of the people that I know and are friends with, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, uh, <laughs> it's it's unfortunate I guess for me to be friends with them, but it's <laughs> no, it, it's not unfortunate truly. But they're anarchists. Where so oh, it's okay. uh, it's several so. They're far much further left than I am, where they're just oh. like, you know what? How about society just deconstructs and we just go back to agrarian lifestyle? I'm like, that, I'm like, you know what? How about we just fix the systems that are broken now so that we all can share in the wealth that we've already accumulated? That would be awesome. Um, I mean, you're like, no, it's got, it's just gotta end, and it's like, so I hear you because I'm sitting here like. Yeah, like all the systems were set up it was just white people and then all the white people we have now were not white people and we were still property 
Um, And y'all were still trying to kill indigenous folks. You burying their bodies. You know what? I want to know why it didn't work out like poltergeist because I'd have haunted some asses. I would have turned this into a pet cemetery. So that's why I don't think ghosts are real. That's why I don't. That, that's why I don't think ghosts are real. Because here's the thing: I, need to know. I don't think they're real. Because think about how many people have, have died, like tragically died. Like we should just be running into ghosts like every day. All the you time. should every like you shouldn't be able to like brush your teeth without a ghost being like ah <laughs> ah. I'm the Look ghost of Oral B. I need some like, people haunted. I need them little dolls like Tales from the Hood coming and chewing people alive. So I'm saying, I, I don't think why, they're real. Where are the dolls? Where I don't, the I don't think ghosts are real. I don't. Where I, is I, the I can't hope for ghosts. With the S. I was like, oh, please I, don't. No, thank my, you. Mind you, I read that book and I was like, I read this book. Why was it an S again? I don't remember. I, but God, they fucked up those movies. I'm like, please stop trying to make pet. I saw the movie as a child. Oh my God. A the very young so child. Well, first of all, I was five. I shouldn't have <gasps> seen that movie. Oh, God. Yeah, that's the child I was. And Yikes. I did not get over my fear of cats. <laughs> oh, my. Well, excuse me. I was a child. Um, See, I don't know if everybody remembers. So, um, my buddy and um, Child's Play came out yeah. the exact same year. Came same color hair. So quick. It's like... <laughs> None of y'all sat in the room and talked to each other. And mind you, my brother wanted a my buddy. He instead got like this monster cousin. And I still hated that shit. I cut the nose off. But here's the thing. There was a black my buddy. It was. Why not? the, the, the But the black my buddy wasn't in the, the movie. Right. It so why didn't this, that one? That, no, that one, because the cells, that white exploded. people weren't going to buy the black one. And he had a kid sister. I mean the gra- the optics aren't good either way, right? So if you're yeah. like if you're conservative, if you're like nah, get that black child out of here. So excuse me, but if I you're want, liberal, why would I need a black doll. I'm like you should just like it or get the kid's sister. But if you're liberal, then it looks like you know I'm giving oh. I'm, black people are taking care of my child again. <laughs> it's just it looks bad. Their, their optics are bad. I mean, it sh- it, they shouldn't be, and I, some brave souls are have to be the Jackie Robinsons here really and step up and and be the first white people to be like, you know what, give me that black doll See, and give it to a white girl. What? Y'all want to tank the Gem movie if one y'all had made it the actual synergy had been in it and y'all had just made Gem black. So you know what, I'm I'm about it. Make Gem black actually have the fucking holograms. I'm like, so fuck y'all. I'm sorry. I've been watching the cartoon. <laughs> on Tubi it's free and I'm like see the more I watch these episodes the more I fucking hate that movie wait We're like, was Jim black no she was not Shayna was black she was in the group okay I was I, I was gonna say I, <laughs> yes, I feel like I've there was a the show I, was, I feel like there was a black one but was Jim the black one no Jim, wasn't Jim the black was one. the white girl with the pink hair and then she had a sister Kim Kimber who had magenta pink hair and then there was Asha their Latinx um, friend with the blue hair and then Shayna was their black friend with the purple hair so here's my question for you. Oh boy. Uh, so it no, this is this is light. So like if if you're going to let's say so we have properties for whatever reason we keep going back to these old properties. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we keep doing it. I would prefer we make new stuff, but whatever. Please. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it anyway. So let's do it. All right. So mm-hmm. let's take something a little bit like like even this one. So all right, like Josie and the Pussycats, for example. Josie mm. the Pussycats initially had, I want to say, uh, one black girl. Mm-hmm. I feel like one white girl. Yep. And then one girl who may or may not have been brown. 
I don't know so what she was, I but think she Josie was the one because it was Josie was and, no, and then the leader was Josie, but that Melanie was uh, the, the white girl. Yeah, uh, the black girl. What was her name? I should but remember the black girl's name. I feel bad for kept, forgetting it. It's so bad. It's like so. The thing about this. Why did I remember the blonde's name and not the black girl's name? Right. I, I was oof. like, I remember Josie. <laughs> I remember Josie. So, I remember Melanie. I remember Melanie because she was ditzy and she got Valerie. all the jokes. Her name is Valerie. Valerie. Thank you, Wikipedia. But Melanie got all the jokes. Well, just Melanie got all the jokes. It was always just like, oh, I'm I ditzy love Melanie. The show. It's a great show. So but here's I also my question. Like the movie. So and here's my question. So mm-hmm. would you prefer that they kept the same? Uh, I don't want to say color schema because that feels wrong. <laughs> but kept kept the characters the same. But instead of uh, like like for Melanie, instead of her being a ditzy blonde, mm-hmm. expand her story. Instead of Valerie just being the stern or soulful black person, expand their story so that like mm. they and explain how they and how how did this black girl end up like playing drums for this band how did this blonde girl end up on the base like how did josie start a band yeah. why are they called the pussycats that's a terrible name like expand on that story and like kind of keep like so i i wonder if it's better to to like keep the composition of original groups and then just expand on stories so that it's not stereotyped I mean, honestly... or do you just because because honestly what happens is they they change some peak characters colors but then they don't do anything with their stories and it's like well that don't like, make I sense right i can't believe if we make josie black i can't believe that a little black girl has has and this is is wrong but has the time and, and wealth and assets to to sit around with a band and her family's just like yeah we got a giant ass garage where we don't care about you play, making noise at all times of the night i don't believe that it just doesn't feel like we our don't. culture we don't. I just, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't. I my mom made so me play bad. French horn in the backyard. Yeah, I had to play French horn in the backyard. Mm-hmm. I played flute. Rainbow Connection was my solo in elementary school. So I and where did you practice? You, were you allowed to practice in the house? I was. I was but not. Mostly, <laughs> and but mostly, I am bitter about it. I am bitter about it, as you can tell. I yes. had to go right. every because time I, I wanted to practice. Solo, I had yeah. to practice, so it's like yeah. I wasn't just in the band. It's like I'm doing Rainbow Connection. I was like, oh, here's one for you. I didn't have a solo, but I was the only French horn in the band. So, <laughs> so you stuck out. All of my parts were solo. If I if oh, I was like Lord. literally if I fucked up, it was like, oh, did you hear that French horn fuck up? Because you could totally like, hear him uh, fuck up. Excuse me, that <laughs> French horn is fucking sharp. <laughs> you can totally hear him. Like it. it that's what I'm oh I was the God. only one. For years, for years, so I was in the backyard serious? for like two or three years. If my eighth grade year, finally, like one of the sixth grade mm-hmm. uh, chairs picked up French horn and started playing, and it, it was, and she actually turned out to be really good at it. She actually surpassed me in like under oh. a year, like in six months. She like took my chair, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm glad that I don't have to practice in the backyard anymore." <laughs> like, She's like great. I'm, I'm like, fuck this shit. I'm out. I'm not. I'm not Excuse going anywhere. My French, but fuck this horn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, this French horn is not taking me anywhere. I'm not about to well, get a scholarship. Me. Me. Every time I see Lizzo, I was like, maybe I should have kept up with my flute because I could be just like Lizzo, doing crazy shit on TikTok and saying I love problematic black men and playing the flute. <laughs> well, I mean, like you can you can still play flute on TikTok. I mean, I can't. I mean, I could, but then I want the money. And you don't have, to, and you don't have to say this stuff about problematic black men. I mean, I, I should not I'm like. No, I want to be <laughs> on camera telling a problematic black man, "You're my favorite person in the world." Girl, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
sorry. Y'all, we are not here to talk about um our, our days in the band. <laughs> And, so we were both in bands. You know, shout out! I love it. It's like we are band geeks. It's like how this happened, girl. I don't know, but we just did it. But we, I have asked Jay here because um, y'all are not living under rocks. Dave Chappelle dropped his final. We hope. <laughs> we hope. Cross oh your God. fingers and your it's toes. Like, I hope he's saying he done his final special for Netflix called "The Closer." Now uh, yeah. this. This caps off or puts a little button in his four stand-up deal with Netflix where a 15-minute IG video was funnier than all four of them. I said what I said. So I literally was like, why? It's like, there's a why to this. I am someone who, well, actually, no, Jane and I are both people like, um, I can say someone's my fave, but I can also say they're problematic and not feel uh, I'm unapologetic about this. I'm like Dave Chappelle's a lot of people's unapolog- um problematic fave. I have several, like seven ish. It's like two two of them are no longer with us. It's Prince and Michael Jackson, and then I also have oh, man, my Mike. love for Cardi B. See, everybody don't like me when I say Prince. They're like, "What the fuck he do, girl? <laughs> what?" did he not do and then there's michael uh, so there's that and i have i have problematic faves all over the place you guys everybody does there's no way that you can have a fave that is not unproblematic excuse me somebody tried to break my heart this week when i said look here you better not say nothing about dolly parton she ain't she's not problematic someone said well stephanie shut the fuck up (laughs) look here she's my unproblematic white woman and they're like well she actually nope mm -mm. we don't do that here you don't talk about Dolly Parton. You I keep, truly am like, afraid that someone's going to be like, you heard about LeVar Burton, right? I'm like, no, right? no, 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 <laughs> don't do that. Excuse do not me. do this to me. I didn't want to hear nothing. I'm like, y'all better not be saying nothing about Alex Trebek because I'm like, so first of all, he's no longer with us. Second of all, shut the fuck up. Don't say no more Chadwick Boseman either. Okay. It's like, he's one of my faves that's no longer with us. You better not say he did problematic. He didn't. So shut the hell up. Or Michael K. Williams, okay? It's like, look, shut the hell up. Oh, fun fact, from that earworm, he danced in Crystal Waters' video for period. Oh, did he? He did. He, I think he said he did the choreography. I was like, oh, you were a club kid, bitch. Oh, I love him. But yeah, we're here to talk about Dave Chappelle. So he capped this off of literally, he did one. He started out with sticks and stones and the the reception was these jokes aren't funny about trans folks and instead of him actually wanting to be mature like he is talking about people need to be in this fourth one he spent the next we'll see well equimony and the bird revelation i think that's supposed to be considered two so yeah five but they put it together it's one so that's why i say Four. There's two of them that are like that, where he's got like it's two back to back, and so yeah. he's he's got a total of almost six, I think. Yeah, so it's like yeah. sticks and stones, and then equimony and the bird, the bird revelation. Then it's the age of spin. Yep, and then there's a Dave Chappelle's 2021 Mark Twain. Yeah, blah, the blah, Mark blah, blah, Twain blah. prize, hooray for him! And then it's the closer, and like I said, that IGTV video that's like 10, 15 minutes was probably the funniest of all of these. <laughs> I said what I said. You want to know why? Because he's not attacking anybody. 
but he is bitching about the fact that he walked away from $50 million and y'all should like, oh, I'm mad. And then you saw people who said, Monique, what the fuck you talking about? I will stream what the fuck I want to. You're not going to tell me to do it. Them going, we need to boycott Netflix. But I thought y'all said that boycotting Netflix is dumb and we not doing, oh. Yeah. Oh. So. It's an hour and 12 minutes. It's long. I, I, it so I was just like, that's an oh my hour God. and 11 minutes too long for me. It's brutal. It's, it's brutally long. I, I literally told my friend, I was watching on Saturday, 10 minutes in, I was like, I got to turn this shit off because what the fuck is he talking about? I got Stand up go. is hard. For and that. I was just like, because you do sets. Stand up is hard to consume for that long. I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of, uh, I feel like hour long, long sets. Ones. Well, I think a good hour-long set is amazing. So mm-hmm. a great hour-long set is, is great. But I feel like it is it is difficult for uh, comedians to do that successfully multiple yeah. times. And then it is also just hard to consume. Mm-hmm. Like, it it was so... like at, at, There were so many points where I had to force myself to focus back in. I was in. like, I just... I was like that little meme of Idris Elba sitting in the car with the glasses where it's like, that was me for an hour and 12 minutes every so often. It was just like, this is not fucking funny. And it's not so, even just about the jokes. It was like, sir, you're, you're Dave Chappelle. But the thing about it is I'm sitting here like, maybe you're not as funny as I remember. Maybe that's me. Maybe it's like you're, you're living off the legacy that is the Chappelle show. Because those are quick little bits quick little sketches in an hour long show and then maybe that's what it is i don't know i th- i think it's so i think it's it's there's a couple of different factors here and i have i have this theory uh that i've been working on for a bit that i think mm-hmm. after like i think after you get successful as a comedian mm-hmm. you start to stagnate mm. and I think it's because so when you're a comedian uh, and you don't have any money when you start off, most people when they start off are broke. They don't have right. money, so you kind of are forced to live with other people uh, in a forced living situation where it's like either roommates or apartment in a large right. city, and so you spend all this time like you know in, like for D- Dave for example, he spent a lot of time in New York living in New York trying to make it as a stand up comedian. So like mm-hmm. you just you're just and it impacts, I think, being a, in that level of poverty impacts your viewpoint of the world and impacts right. the stories you have. And I think, right. honestly, it's it's more relatable because it is easier to relate to someone who's poor than to relate to someone who's just rich and famous. It's right. hard, I feel, for you to make me feel bad for you for being rich and famous, especially if you frame it in the way that he frames it. Like, so, it just happens to me and I am a victim here. And I'm like, yeah. it's interesting. We don't like when black people play victim but for some odd reason for three specials because the first one is like people didn't realize this is what he was going to do so i will give you that so about wait if we're doing six five specials you've been playing uh, i don't know why y'all just not getting what i'm saying because it's not fucking funny and it's like literally why do you keep doing this yeah and also i think it's just he's an old black dude he and is really, he is that he is. Wait, he's an I'm old not black like, dude. This is not my show. He that nigga in the barbershop. Yeah, he is I, that dude. 
there's a lot of them in the barbershop. It's not just that dude. It's right. it's he's those dudes. Because like as a person who goes to the barbershop frequently, that mm. he's my barber. He's Ooh. and I'm in a I am in a very liberal city. I'm mm-hmm. in a city uh, where you know there are neighborhoods that are trans neighborhoods, which is dope. Right. But even in this city, when you go to the barbershop amongst the black people who live here, they're just like, oh man, those trans people. And they, and they have issue with it. And they, mm-hmm. it's those people I feel that are still supporting, you know, Dave Chappelle and that viewpoint and that, and then obviously every conservative alive is like, yep. Uh-huh. Yep. And taking, and will support him because at this point it's just to quote unquote own lips. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the bad part about it is I just want to look at Dave Chappelle going, if you got racist white people defending me, you you should know you're going down the wrong fucking road. You should know you're not. But again, we also have the black people who really, really, really hate queer folks going, no, this is wrong. And then we got the notion of punching down because he said it, but it was very interesting that he said he was told this years ago before these specials. And now I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> Yeah. because the people that were calling him out were white because he only mentioned white trans people and white queer white queer folks that you he easily did what a lot of cishet black people do white and lgbtq plus are synonymous and they're not it's like where do you get it? it's like anti-blackness is in every group on the planet including our own but Black people are in every group of the planet, including just blackness. I'm like, anti-Semitism, you're going to hit a black person. Homophobia, transphobia, you're going to hit a black person. Islamophobia, you're going to hit a black person. You're always going to hit one of us. And it's like, that's where you need to go. Like, they're like, why do you go so hard? Because there's some fucking black people over there. Black people that y'all love to quote. Black people that uh, may be allegedly by Malcolm X. Y'all love calling that nigga out. Y'all love talking about James Baldwin, not his not his queerness, just that he black. Yeah. Y'all love talking about Richard Pryde too. That nigga said shit on stage. It was like, yeah, I suck some dick. Wait, what the fuck is going Wait, how did I miss this? <laughs> and it's like, and he said it so nonchalantly and they're like, well, he didn't say what he was. He also did say he sucked some dick. So I'm not calling him gay. I'm just saying he liked to suck dick. And and eat pussy probably. I mean, I don't know. I'm not versed in prior. So I'm sitting here like you do at, at realize the very least it puts him outside of the constraints of quote unquote. Baby straight. straight. So yes. it's like you guys, a lot of your faves they might dip their toes in different ponds, and that honestly is fine. But Dave Chappelle, what you're not gonna do is sit up here and say, Y'all just won't let me make these jokes. I'm sorry, were you making a whole bunch of trans jokes on Chappelle's show and all of the other specials? Because I feel like you didn't. And okay, so let's let's talk about we won't let him make these jokes. He got a check from Netflix. Mm-hmm. He got on stage and did his jokes. Mm-hmm. He's done six specials. Mm-hmm. How are we not letting him make these jokes? You literally, what, it's like 60 million, 60, 70 million dollars for him? Yeah. It's like, no one didn't stop you how, from how making not letting, jokes. How are we They're not letting still him make paying these jokes? your ass. What do you so, mean? What's happening is uh, he got on stage, mm-hmm. he said some things, people didn't like what he said, and now he's suffering the consequences of that. But that's what happens to every comedian on every stage. 
Sometimes the consequences are just people stare at your ass and are just like, like that's not funny. I mean, right. you could bomb like a Tiffany Haddish on New Year's Eve, and it's like, Oof. I feel this is painful. I'm like, oh, bombing baby. is not fun. It it's is not in- fun, especially not on New Year's Eve. <laughs> I was gonna say until oh, New Year's <laughs> Eve and televised. Can it be like April 25th? Not uh, December 30th. You don't want to start. You don't want to start your year with a bomb. <laughs> like, I will say this though: uh, Tiffany will be fine. Uh, everyone, she is just fine. <laughs> She's still getting work, honey. She just not getting yeah. stand up work, but she getting work. No, no, no. Here's the thing: <clears throat> every stand up comedian bombs. It happens. Correct. It's just, Correct. it's just what happens. You don't want it to be on your big sets, but you can't control it. Once it happens, you just go out there, you do your jokes, and sometimes it's just beyond your control. Uh, but you you bounce back, and that's that's the point. But the problem I think that Dave Chappelle is having more than anything else is he's been taking the task for his jokes and for what he's saying, and he doesn't like it. He just wants people to either, and I, I think maybe he just is hoping that people either be like, "Oh, I don't like it," and I'll be quiet, or you know, be like, "Oh, I like it," and pat him on the back. And unfortunately, yeah. it's not how the world works. Not and, not anymore. And, and it shouldn't work that way because that's right. an unsafe world. An unsafe world where it's just like, oh, I didn't like that. I got to be quiet, though, because yeah, if I speak out against it, what could happen to me? How is yeah. that safe for anyone? It's not. And it's, comedy is becoming. It's not a safe space right now, and mm-hmm. I want it to be. But comedy is becoming a safer space. And there's a lot of reasons why comedy is unsafe that, that uh, the average comedy viewer would not see because mm-hmm. there's so many predators i think you kind of like the me too movement was great and i'm not here to knock it but the, it, it didn't go deep enough there's so many more predators and the, so many people Louis ck is not a unicorn honey that's why no, like oh it's just him he's, it's not. he's not the exception it's and not. and it's not just that but it, he's the rule oh. and so the, the producers are you know there it's not a safe Space. world for everyone right now yeah and in the case of Dave Chappelle, for example, he made this big point of talking about, you know, this transgender comedian, his his one transgender comedian that mm-hmm. was his friend that he tried it out to absolve mm-hmm. him of all his sins, mm-hmm. which the irony of a black person doing that is rich. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the point that I'm here, I'm here to make, I'm going to make my point. I'm going to get there. What happens is <laughs> that Dave Chappelle and what he's saying and and using these jokes is essentially just making an unsafe space for people who are black, gay, and comedians, for people who are black, trans, and comedians. There are trans comedians who work. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of trans comedians. Uh, I yeah. work with a lot of trans comedians. And what ultimately ends up happening is because... Ma- comedians that are big do names you know big names do material like this mm-hmm. they make the spaces unsafe for the trans comedians who aren't big names who have to go and work those spaces and who have to you know have to go and you know tell jokes from a perspective where they are not the punchline where they're not the butt of the joke yeah. and it, it makes it an unsafe space for them and, and not just that but also like like it's it's I know a trans comedian that had to sit through a relatively known comedian comedian i'm trying to figure out how how to say this okay i know a trans comedian who had to sit through and this isn't my story to tell truly but mm-hmm. i know a trans comedian who had to sit through a relatively well-known comedian doing a lot of very offensive trans sexual jokes mm. and when they confronted the comedian about it and just said hey those jokes are offensive 
not only did the comedian dismiss them, but the producer of the show and the owner of the club and the people who control the fate of this comedian's ability to work in this club, at least, threw them out. And mm. je- by just, right, by just them voicing, yes. yeah, by just them voicing how they felt about the jokes that were offensive to them, mm-hmm. they were basically in a space where no one was on their side. Yikes. And that's, that's the, I think the biggest damage I feel that can happen from Dave, cause Dave Chappelle doing this as a special, it, it disseminates to a lot of people, but you don't get to special material by just doing it. This isn't the first time he's done these jokes. It's not the first time he's done this material. He's traveling the country doing this. So he's going to spaces where, you know, live comedy is happening. He's doing this material where trans comedians work and, you know, try to to make a living. He comes in, does all of this, and then just basically leaves toxicity in the pool for them to then have to try to get up on stage and, and deal with after he's gone. Yeah. And, that, and I think that's the issue. It's, you know what gets me, Jay, when people say nobody complained about this before. And it's like, Social media has you thinking that people didn't have opinions and thoughts and express themselves. They just didn't have social media to do it. They had to do it on blog posts or their journal or take their signs and boycott a movie called Beverly Hills Cop because of one of Eddie Murphy's stand-ups. Yeah. I believe it was, I don't know if it was raw or delirious, Delirious, maybe. And it may have been one that I fuck it. And I tell everybody, Delirious is one of the funniest things, but I'm like, but skip the first 15 minutes. Yeah. I literally Ross. tell people that. It was just like, yeah. And yeah, Eddie Murphy, and Eddie Murphy is a, a good example. He himself has said, like, yeah, there was a different time. And I would never I, make those jokes. I would never anymore. do those jokes now. Uh, he was like, I understand the harm that they could cause. And I feel like, you know, at least someone who admits. Like, I need to keep up with the times. Mm-hmm. And you watch people go, what the hell, Eddie? What you mean? What the? Wait a minute. You don't want him to grow up. You really want him to be as immature as you. You thought, what about our king? Because the other person I think is hilarious that people are bringing up is George Carlin. And I'm like, yeah. do you, have you ever watched George Carlin? Literally, it is a minute and a half video that keeps coming up because y'all think y'all knew what George Carlin would have said and it's like mm. he wouldn't have so the bad part about it, I keep putting it out every time I see it I'm like no I'm gonna keep putting this here because I think y'all are missing this because the, so for anybody who's not seen it um, back when Larry King was doing Larry King live when he was still alive, alive. Oh, yeah, lord have mercy this is from 1990 the clip so this is around the time where Andrew Dice Clay had very offensive stand-ups, so much so that Sinead O'Connor said, I will not perform on Saturday Night Live with him. And I mean, homegirl yeah. tore up a picture of the Pope on Saturday Night Live, the the episode you can't watch, because, nope, yeah, they pulled that. They scrubbed it from the internet. <laughs> you can't find it, even if you wanted to, you couldn't find it. Still so don't she, understand why they did that. It was just like, fight the not real enemy. It was just like, excuse me, do you know how many... Cr- Catholics watch our show. What the hell are you doing, Sinead? It's like, I mean, 
<laughs> bring up a slave trade or no? oh i'm sorry y'all don't care about black shit never mind never mind yep let me, this let me, was let, like let me show. <laughs> eh, you know <laughs> I mean, you don't really care about us so carlin was asked about andrew dice cray well, i have the quote he said i will fight to the death for him to say what he says but he's like well it's one thing and the bad part about it, he softballed this and said it's not really a treat it's not really a critique. I'm like, it is a critique, George, but I hear you. Cause it's kind of like, if I'm going to defend your free speech, I'm going to defend it, but it bothers me that you're doing this. And so Carlin said, comedy has traditionally picked on people in power, people who abuse their power. Women and gays and immigrants to my way of thinking are underdogs. And that was who Andrew Dice Clay did his comedy about. So much so that he broke character on Arsenio Hall. And he's like, it's so hard. I'm like, this is your choice. You're making these jokes and going like, why y'all being so mean? So George Collin went on to continue. I think Andrew's core audience is young white males who are threatened by these groups. I think a lot of these guys aren't sure of their manhood. I think that's often a problem when you're going through adolescence and the women who assert themselves and that are competent are a threat to these men. And so are immigrants in terms of jobs. He brought up jobs, but he also said, Andrew needs to watch himself because he's Jewish and he's on that list of targets if he really looks. And I'm like, yeah, so you are punching down, sir. Do you know how many anti-Semitic jokes you probably are the butt of and you probably don't know, but other Jewish people would know that. It's like, you're like, oh, I'm a comedian. I, I'm let this roll off the um off my back. Then what the fuck you crying on Arsenio Hall for? I feel like... So I so I don't like this concept of, of people saying that you're too sensitive mm-hmm. and that you have to let things go. And some of this is, and I, I I'm tr- it's been a while since I've been on the show. So if I've said this before, I apologize. But no, some of this, apologize. cool. I don't apologize. I'm not <laughs> sorry for this at all. <laughs> Uh, right, sorry, <laughs> Matt, sorry. Ah, no, uh, I'm going to repeat myself word for word now. No, um, <laughs> no, uh, I've, comedy started off as this thing for white men. It was white male perspective. It was white men telling jokes for other white men. White men would get out of, you know, get home from work. Well, no, they leave work. They step into comedy clubs, drinks, you know, drinks, have cigarettes. And hear a white guy tell them something funny. That's where it started. What's happening is it's slowly started to shift away. Uh, black people started getting involved in comedy really, really early, but they were still kind of telling jokes from a white male perspective because that's still the audience they were telling jokes for. Mm-hmm. So if you look at a lot of jokes by like Red Fox and even some of the earlier jokes by Richard Pryor, not like the later stuff, but the earlier stuff, you, you start seeing like, you know, these are jokes that are clearly meant to kind of like make white people laugh. And what's happened is Richard Pryor was probably the person who who did this. And Red Fox, I shouldn't take anything away from him. He he was way edgier until it came about making that money. And then he cleaned himself up and he went on like, I think it was a Coca Cabana and did all clean jokes. And white people were like, yay, we love you, Red Fox. And then he mm-hmm. got a show. So Red Fox mm-hmm. was way edgier and way more about fuck these white people until they gave him money. But mm-hmm. <laughs> Richard Pryor actually did this great thing where he... He legit figured out a way to do commentary, like social commentary, while telling jokes. And he did it in an honest, like a brutally honest way. Mm -hmm. In a way that, you know, 
when you walked away from it, you still laughed. You were like, oh, this is funny. Mm-hmm. But also, I think we might be fucking over the black community. Like, yeah. it was, you know, it's, and yeah. he, Paul Mooney, and I think Paul Mooney's influence on him yeah. and other comedians of that era kind of started to shift the lens away from just being white male perspective. And then there was an explosion of, you know, women who began to do the same thing. Uh, people who were more than black, so brown comedians started to get into the game. Mm-hmm. And we're still starting to see, you know, gay comedians are, are, I can name two to three gay comedians who are, you know, big names now. I think as as can we all. Mm-hmm. And what we're seeing now is that trans comedians who, who exist are also now trying to join the ranks of comedians. And as every yeah. new rank of comedian has joined, the mm-hmm. lens had to shift. So at one point, you could do a lot of jokes about things being quote unquote gay. And I, I don't mean that in the way that it sounds like, but at one point you could do that. You could do those jokes. You could do gay jokes and, and be offensive in that matter. Cause there were no other gay comedians in the realm and there was no lane. It was just like, Oh, you just run all over there. And, and it's like, whatever. And of course you're still offensive, mm-hmm. but there was no one there to, to check you on it or call you on it. And no one else. There's no other gay comedians. Once gay comedians started, <clears throat> we started seeing a lot of that peel back and, and yeah. trim back. Yeah. Same thing for, you know, even jokes about black people. As more and more black comedians started gaining relevance, we started seeing white comedians peeling back on that. Mm. Latinx jokes started peeling back. Like you just, as like George Lopez becomes more and more prominent, you don't see mm. as many white people trying to do like, oh, uh, you know, like, like, oh, let me do these jokes about these Latinx people. Yeah. So what what ends up happening, I think, is we're just seeing the, the the pull away of like, all right, so you don't get to just dance in this lane anymore. And yeah. I think there's some comedians who feel like they should be able to tell jokes about anything. Like I can tell jokes about anything or anyone, and if it's funny, it doesn't matter. But that's not the case. It's it's not because it's, it's not like, your lane. Because you and it's not even. Sometimes it's, it's so weird when I think about it because it's not even about equality. It's just I want to do what a white dude can do. And yeah. they're like, see, this don't happen to no white dudes. I'm like, because I saw the, it's not weird when I say it, but I saw the, everybody jumping on, everybody was Steve Rogers when it comes to Dave Chappelle. It's like, no, he's not wrong. He is wrong. It's like, no, you're not going to cancel. No, cancel these white dudes. I'm like, yeah, so let me know. When the last time you saw Sam's up from Kramer? When the last time you saw that? Home, but there was some dude who got on. I don't even remember this this clown's name. He made Asian jokes, grand opening, grand closing at Saturday Night Live, and he busted oh, his yeah. ass to get there. So it's kind of like, you know, Michael Richards, it, right? Done, it was, right? It was like, yeah. Let me know. You seen Michael Richards lately? It's like, and that was before big big social media. He was out. They're like, absolutely ah, not. I was like, right in the middle. I feel like right. it was What's that it was like, hot. Like 2010, it was hot on Twitter. I remember tweeting yeah. about it. It was hot on Twitter. Wait, wait, we, they man, were dragging on. his wait, ass. It was wild, wait, wild West Twitter. I forgot. But it's not like it is <laughs> now. Yeah. Meaning that you would have to go hunt for that video. If oh, this yeah, happened yeah, last yeah. year, it's like, no, it'd be like seven people. It'd be like, girl, I got this saved in my damn phone right now. Hold on. Let me pull it up and let you see it. What the fuck is going on there? You just, you just had to like be like, yo, anyone like, got oh, that re- Michael Richards and video? you know what's really funny? <laughs> A lot of people don't remember that. That's how I know. Because I'm like, so when the last time you seen Kramer? Old dude on SNL, truly, I feel like that and that was just a, a pure cancel, straight up and down. And it was so funny because he was like, 
I said what I said because he was like, why can't I be a conservative person and be like this? I'm like, because you can't. Have a good day. It's like, why do you think you should just be able to say what the fuck you want? But if it was towards you, you'd be like, absolutely not. So I can, well, so he can't. He can. No, he's not. He you can, can say, say what you want. You don't want the consequences. Say well, what you not, want. not even consequences. He can say what he wants. But what he's failing to realize is that uh, if hate speech, it doesn't count for jokes with everyone. It's a Correct. very thin audience. Like unless he's going to be doing like a KKK rally, like he just doesn't have like you boo. Yeah, they will. So he, he's he's got a he's got an audience out there of just white supremacists who have, I guess, swatches the tattoos and right. a need to laugh, and he can go holler at them. But in all honesty, that's but that's the the thing that. So every comedian I, that says like, "Oh, I don't understand why I can't tell these jokes," uh, you've bumped before. This shouldn't be new to you. This is just a, an audience of people being like, "No, thank you." And that's, right. it's something that uh, all of us experience. So why are you having such a hard time with it now? I don't know. When I tell people that the, and I probably have told people this, Eddie Murphy's Nutty Professor, mm-hmm. I don't rewatch. And ironically, this scene involves Dave Chappelle. He was acting. Yeah. But there was a, it was a part of the um, movie, y'all, when it's first time Sherman and I can't remember Jada Pink, Miss Purdy, I think that was her name in the movie, yeah. Jada Pinkett Smith's character, where he like, you know, you're watching the stand-up comedian and then you watch, he's making all these jokes of people in the audience. So he was like, let me get my ass on out of here, but he couldn't move fast enough. And so you saw people laughing and him making all these constant fact jokes and you hear the soundtrack and I was a child because this came out, I think, 1995. So I was in, mm-hmm. you know, high school. Yeah, I was. It's like my, I remember telling my mother this a couple of years ago, and she had no idea. She was like, "Really?" I cried in the movie theater watching that, and I yeah. never watched the Night Professor. It's like I haven't, wa- I haven't been watching. It's like when it comes on, I'm like, I wouldn't know because I don't watch it. I it's barely watch the second watch. one. And so it's kind of like, mind you, that was 1995, mm-hmm. 19- maybe 97. I don't know. Isn't there? I was I was a child, and I'm saying a child under 18 to me is a child. I'm just saying. <laughs> and so I'm sitting here like that was if this was in the 90s and some and this is like oh it's just jokes. Imagine having more agency in 2021 to say why this is a problem, especially when your jokes can be a has proximity to violence of people in your own community, but you don't value all of their identities. So you think that shit is fine because I think what I see when I see Chappelle, he is very upset that people weren't like you, you fed into the beast that was, we need Chappelle back. We missed the Chappelle show. You can't see his show. He come back and it wasn't like universal everybody is saying oh my god this was so funny you saw people going so i like Chappelle, and i'm offended and he's like what you mean yeah because in this special he was like twitter is not a real place but hey hi david most of the the thought and the threads was on twitter so why are you saying it's not a real place but then bringing up what twitter did it's like so is it a real place or not you said it wasn't real what you saying, David? A lot of well, I, I think we talked about it. A lot of his arguments in that it I don't made, want to call it a stand-up special. 
a lot of his arguments in that TED talk was it not even TED talk <laughs> in TED that talk. that hateful ass uh, rally uh, <laughs> that Instagram video that IG live video. <laughs> a, a lot of his yeah it's but a, a lot of his, his arguments and like his reasoning is is fake it's it's like we talked about a little bit before the show he mm-hmm. does this whole thing where he's like well how come america can accept caitlin jenner but it can't accept muhammad ali changing his name and it was like all right but caitlin jenner was in like the 2000s and muhammad and ali was in he, 1960s 60s and like if and that's not even a still a comparison like if we want to compare things let's talk about people changing their name prince changed himself to a symbol and no one said shit we were like this is weird but i guess we just call him the like, artist forming known as prince he put slave on his face it was that, like the artist album absolutely the artist, i loved emancipation the artist formerly known as prince uh mm-hmm. <laughs> run our test <laughs> got into meta a giant world ass peace. fight Ooh. changed the name to meta world peace and then changed again just to meta world i think it's just meta artist might be meta peace artist but he just cha- when you said it, I was like, "Wait, he changed his name back?" Because I watched. Because you know, he, I think he gained the Artest back. I don't. Oh, okay. I, th- I think that's it. Because I, I watched think. the like the thr- <laughs> the thriller. And the, no, the uh, Malice in the Palace. Malice in the Palace. That I was had, good. Because that's the thing. It was so good because it's like I didn't grow up in a basketball house. Like my brother was a basketball fan, but it wasn't like my, it's kind of like if it's like not all the men in your in your house do one sport then it's like it's not it was a more of a football house because both of them watch football but my brother really watched basketball so malice in the palace is like it's like i don't remember any of this it's like clips here and there because some of that shit made it remember when mtv used to have news it made some news it's like a few of those things i reckon remember uh, it's like was kurt kurt loader yeah like oh wait he's still with us like why he not giving us the news Sir, you're still abuse. What are you Kurt doing? Kurt Loader. So, oh, man. Like, that's what you said. I was like, wait a minute. Because now, now. That's how I learned that Tupac like, died. Right? <laughs> and Biggie. He was like, what? Kurt Loader is the one who told me Tupac died. Yeah, yes! and Biggie. It was like, God damn you, Kurt Loader. It was in the morning. It was like, what the fuck? MTV News in the morning. Came, turned, turned it on. It's like, oh, let me, let me catch Terrible some. Terrible news out of Las Vegas. What the fuck? <sighs> Tupac Shakur is dead. It's like, God damn it. Oh my fuck God. Fuck you, Kurt Lauder. It's like, so I want to put sugar in your gas tank. What the fuck do you mean Tupac is dead? How dare you? How, Did you kill him? How Did you do it? Dare you, <laughs> sir. It's uh, like, how dare you, sir? So, yeah, I'm just trying that. to start my day at 1230. And here you go. <laughs> it's like, really? I can't believe you just busted my. So, yeah. So, yeah. My dress from 1995 the nutty professor and i'm like so yeah. when people say people weren't that sensitive it's like it's not that they weren't they were that sensitive because the boycotting of eddie murphy came in the 90s 15 years after delirious it wasn't like it just came out because he was shooting a movie people yeah. remembered and what did he do he apologized and even now coming back they're like oh we might get a new eddie murphy special he's like i would never make those jokes and people are like how could you abandon this he's like because i'm fucking grown like what the hell yeah. Because when he was doing Delirious, I think he said he was 21. And it's like, oh, so you're a dumbass kid. And it, it, for a very long time, there was this mentality of don't come to comedy clubs if you don't want if to have someone. If you're too sensitive. If you're if soft. You, if, you, yeah, if you don't you want someone to take skin. shots at you. Yeah. And I think the 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 Nutty Professor, It by the way, you weren't the only person who cried at that scene. It, it was hard for me, too. I cried, oh. too. 
uh, I cried at it uh, because I got made fun of my entire life. Um, mm. Until I was 15, I found out I was funny. And then that's how I, I, I kept from being made fun of. I was just funnier. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you could make fun of me or you could lose in this comedy competition against me because my lose. jokes my jokes are hot like I, and it's not i'm not even a mean <laughs> person not even not even me telling mean jokes it's just i'm great I'm at re- redirect yeah i'm funny i'm good at redirect i'm gonna and i will laugh at the things you say about me and then build yeah. on them and make them worse and you'll be like oh my god how is he funnier with the jokes about himself yeah. than i am but anyway that was my thing but mm-hmm. the, the point is is that i understand that feeling yeah because i've i've been in a room of kids where they were start making fun of other kids. I'm like, oh shit, I know I'm up next. I've been in a comedy club before where they're going around making fun of people. And that, like the dread and the terror and the fear of someone's going to say something. And especially for people who are making fun of you, they don't realize that a lot of times the things that you are making fun of are mm-hmm. so deeply hurt, like painfully felt for me. And mm-hmm. it's it's something that I'm so sensitive. It's not even a, a sensitivity that because there are things you can make fun of that I'd be like, haha, whatever. Like, but there okay. are some things where like yeah. it's I, it's it's this is traumatic because I've carried this my entire life. Mm. This is a painful thing for you to make fun of because this is something that you know it's it's not like I'm I'm not trying to be a different person. I'm not trying to change this, but it's it's something that I have struggled with and wrestled with, and now in public in front of all these people and what many people call your worst fear. You are now going to not only bring this up, but get everyone here to laugh at me at the thing that I am most like hurt about and the thing that I that is, I am most vulnerable about. Yeah. And I feel like that's that's why uh, as a comedian, I see this all the time when people come to co- come to comedy clubs, mm-hmm. they won't sit in the front. People will sit Absolutely there and be like, not. They'll be like, like nope, I'm not sitting in no. the back. they won't sit in the front and you'll see comedians kind of like talk like you know talk about people for doing it and like give them a hard time Mm -hmm. i honestly think it's because they they feel as if it's unsafe there because they're afraid that someone is going to say something so harsh about them yeah that they're not going to have a good time and i feel like if if that's your if you feel like that's what you should do as a comedian Mm -hmm. then you're not you're not really fulfilling your job yeah and I can't, I, I can't remember if it was D.L. Hughley or if it was Kevin Hart. This is hilarious when I think about it. But one of them was not having a good set. I think it was D.L. Hughley in Kings yeah. of Comedy where his set was like, oh, so But then it got funny when he started going after people in the audience. And it yeah, was like, that was what he was known for. Yeah. So it's kind of like you go, how are you not funny unless you make fun of somebody else? And, and don't get me wrong there is there is a lane in comedy for yeah. mean spirited roasting yeah, yeah. roasting is fun i feel like you can roast someone and if still be respectful say i want to do a roast it's like be like if it's your roast you gotta have thick skin because they're gonna go below and it's like somebody's like whoa you went a little too far you put too much dip on your chip somebody's like yeah i can expect you to get roasted about this well i feel like you can roast an audience but you can still be respectful about it there's Correct. there's and I've I've seen it done. I've done it myself. Where there's mm-hmm. there's a, I feel like in doing it, I think your your goal is for everyone to have fun, not mm-hmm. for everyone else or not for you. Your goal is like I want everyone to enjoy this experience. So you make sure that if you are picking on someone or playing with someone, mm-hmm. that they understand that it's playful. And there yeah. there's a, a level to your point. There's a line that most of us kind of know not to cross and if you're unsure of where the line is don't 
toy with people in the audience. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty it's like, simple. Don't do it because you don't know. Some of these people got guns. They might shoot your ass. I mean, well, we not, have heard about shooting. Again, not, ju- not just that. Again, I I would say this. My biggest problem with comedy is that you know this is something I work in, uh, and I want it to be safe because of who I am. Mm-hmm. Comedy is relatively safe for me. Because you have, because I'm, like, I'm a six I foot six black man. Right. It's like. Yeah, you can try me if you want, but, you know. Give it a shot. Let's see what happens. Take your best shot, bitch. But (laughs) on the flip side of that, though, I have literally been in the back of a room Mm -hmm. during jokes where someone's joking about doing blackface, where someone's joking about being racist, Mm -hmm. and I'm sitting through, like, racist jokes, and it is extremely frustrating for me as a comedian. Especially when they come to you, hey, man, how'd you like my set? No, they know better. I the, the times has happened. No, the times has happened. I, I I during their set. Uh, so one time someone went super racist. Uh, because so Ooh. here's the thing, Stephanie. I don't think you ever seen me do stand up before. So I I need to tell you this. Uh, there's a, I've seen a, your clips. I I have seen some of the clips. Right. But I haven't seen a whole set. So yep. right. So so there I do. Uh, there's a couple of jokes I do that are very racial. Mm-hmm. Um. One of them, there's a set about five minutes long that I do about the first time I got called nigger. Hard R. Woo-wee. And we have a lot, we, there's a lot of, we spent five minutes in that world talking about that. The first time my wife got called nigger. Yikes. The first time black people get called nigger. We, we spent a lot of time in that world. Ooh. So when I do that set, it kills, by the way. It's, it's a really, really popular set. But when I do that set, uh, sometimes I'll do it and then there'll be a very racist white person who's a comedian who will be like, oh, I just heard this one person talking about racism. So now I'm going to do a bunch of jokes about racism and being racist because this guy was just talking about race. If he can do it, then so can I. So then they start launching into their jokes, but their jokes are racist. And they don't understand how my jokes talking about racist and talking about racism are different from their jokes, which are racist coming from racists they don't see the difference they don't understand that difference Mm -hmm. and it is frustrating for me that the time has happened several times has happened uh i've walked out and one time i walked out very loudly and flicked off the dude as i walked out because he said some shit about me as i was leaving he's like oh jay jones didn't like that i was like go fuck yourself and flicked him off and walked out so i mean Mm. there's a no. <laughs> there's a pretty clear indication that I was unhappy with the jokes but again being who I am I can do that if yeah. if if I'm a, a, a trans person who's smaller than I am mm-hmm. uh, and again I, I am uh, also uh, stupid sometimes is the word I'm looking for I am That's willing stupid. to fight like I'll, I'll fight a whole audience let's go like the you know, okay. I I right so Listen I am here. stupid sometimes. What is this three hundred? This is Sparta. <laughs> right, I got. I'm like, let's go, let's do it. <laughs> but again, some of that comes from me being a giant man for most of my life. I feel like if I were not that, if if mm-hmm. uh, I were smaller and I were in a scenario where I you know death felt very much more present, then I don't feel comfortable. Uh, having to like it, and essentially it's, it's either okay I'm not a comedian I can't come to this but what if I'm just coming to a show well then I just won't come to a comedy club anymore and like why mm. why is that a, a world that you want to create where 
someone can't come to a comedy club because you spend an hour saying the same things that a transphobic murderer would say to them before they killed them. Yeah. So that makes me think about Cat Williams. Here's the thing about Cat. He's always been funny, but here's the thing. The more he talk outside of being on a stage, the more he ain't <laughs> wrong. And it's so funny to watch people go on. But Cat, yeah, Cat Williams said this. So I don't know why he was there. I think he was um, promoting something. But earlier this summer in June, he was on Joe Budden's podcast. And you usually don't hear a lot of jewels coming from Joseph and company <laughs> before, you know, we had the infraction and we had warring podcast let me tell you what let me tell you niggas exactly what happened let me tell you about these ungrateful niggas over here i'm like y'all are all trash but keep going <laughs> so he had he brought up cancel culture to cat and i i've seen this with a lot you have too because you've seen it a lot of cis head black men think that everybody feel the exact same way they do i don't know why joe did this but he said let's talk about cancel culture and so cat said some of the i think he was expecting him to go fuck y'all and stop trying to cancel people and this that and the third mm -hmm. some of these things are for the benefit of everything nobody likes the speed limit but it's necessary nobody likes the shoulder of the road but it's there for a reason because he started this with talking about if you ask anybody who didn't make it to the nba if they missed that if they make the shot if the hoop was lower everybody would say yes we have limits for a reason. So he kept going and said, my point is people weren't all that extremely funny back when they could say whatever they wanted to say. <laughs> At the end, it was like, yeah, he talked to <laughs> hey, I'm like, hey, Kevin, how you doing? Let me tell you something. He is never going to let that man rest. He always got something to say. Kevin came out and said, I don't even think Kevin Williams is a top five comedian. And I was like, uh, Kevin Hart is not the barometer on funny, but keep going. It's like, you know, it's like, girl, what you doing? It's like, oh this is going to be forever. It's going to be like, you know, it's like, mm. As soon as you like, said that, no. I'm like, well, we know who he's talking about now. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm sitting here like, girl, what? He's not wrong. He is not wrong. It was like, Lord have mercy. So he so at the end of the day there's no cancel culture cancellation doesn't have its own culture i don't know what people got canceled that wish i don't know what people got canceled that we wish we had back who are they it's done for the reasons it's done for and it helped who it helped if all that's going to happen is that we have to be more sensitive in the way that we talk isn't that what we want anyway i'm saying your job as a comedian is to please the most amount of people with your art don't call somebody this word when you know it affects all of these people. If these are the confines that keep you from doing the craft God put you to, then it probably ain't for you. See, that's the thing. Joe yeah. thought that Cat was going to be like, yeah, cancel culture is trash. It's like, yeah, no. Because it's like, it's it's interesting to watch black people do it. I'm like, you do realize there's some white people who are like, why can't you say, talk about niggers? Why can't I use all these racial slurs? What's the problem? Like, yeah, because we're now consuming your art and you need to stop that shit. Yeah. But that's, and that's that's the best way to, to look at it. I mean, obviously, I would prefer, you know, hey, why don't we be human beings and be empathetic? But whatever. Right. Let's put it in dollar signs because that's what people that's what people love. Like love. in dollar signs, trans people have money. They spend money, too. I feel like it was Michael Jordan who famously said Republicans buy shoes, too. Yeah. Yo, trans people 
come to clubs as well and gay people come to clubs as well the the majority of the the mics and clubs that i worked at when i started were Mm -hmm. lgbtq and so like the majority Mm. of them were i'm talking like that it was in an area where that presence was just strong and those mics were just for those comedians and honestly the thing that i loved about that the reason i I would go to those mics is they felt more welcoming than any other mic when i would go to other uh, yeah when i go to other Mm -hmm. rooms other clubs when i go to the primarily black rooms and black clubs that shit was not i mean it was welcoming but it was always like it was tiring. <laughs> so that, let's just put, it was sure. it was tiring because uh, I'm, again I'm I'm not um, I'm not a conservative black person, yeah. and <laughs> I, I don't get along with conservative black people for the most part. Um, and so it, it just when I went to white rooms, it was either I find a room or or uh, like a mic mm-hmm. where they, they they would just be just mad racist, just like for real racist, and they would be like, oh, well, there's a black person here, so I'm just gonna be racist to everyone else than black people. But then it's like, well, if I'm not here, you got a bunch of black jokes, don't you? I know you do because you're just racist, right? And the thing that I the reason I gravitated towards, uh, and this just may be Seattle, of course, but the reason I gravitated towards the mics that. Uh, catered to um, the LGBTQ community was because they were inclusive. They, mm. yeah, they they actually required you to not be racist or bigoted on stage. They required you not to make people feel uh, as if there's like there are jokes that I, I've written. Uh, like I have a joke about suicide, which uh, I'm I'm a big fan about of myself personally because I wrote it. Mm-hmm. But I've had. I've had a festival that was specifically for it was the intersections fe- festival, so it's for people of color and for the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. They sp- they were like, "Hey, we love your stuff. Can you not do this joke about suicide? It could be triggering for people. It's just you know we don't want to spring that on anyone." And I was like, "Yeah, I I get it. I won't do it." And that's understandable because again, their goal is to try to be as inclusive and to have a, a space that's safe for everyone where we still have fun. We still laugh and we still can talk about tough issues, but we do it in a way that's respectful of other people and respectful of other people's feelings. And that doesn't mean that we can't have fun still unless your fun is being a bigot, in which case then no, you can't be a bigot. You can't at all. It's like what like you do. It's so interesting to watch a lot of like a Dave Chappelle and God knows who else want to fight white supremacy, but you want to use tools of white supremacy. It's so, it's so super weird. It, it's so yeah. super weird. And so I have watched two queer folks talk about Chappelle. One mm-hmm. was, you know, my favorite black auntie Diamond from Marsha's Plate. So she did. So she does a live YouTube on Friday. I think it was Friday. Um, oh, nice. She does it every Friday. And she talked about Chappelle. It went into like, I think she was recording for like four hours. And it was kind of like, because it was someone in her comments, because it's like, when you do it alive, people are responding. And I swear there was, there was this one gay dude who literally wanted to, literally wanted her to convince him that trans women have it more. Because in his mind, he was like, no, gay men have it harder. And it was like, are you okay? And she literally, and people in the chat were with her like, look, we're trying to help you. It's like, okay, you're just dumb and we're not doing this anymore. The other one was Daniel, um, I found them when he was they were doing basketball wives reviews on Instagram. So I like they went left. basketball wives review. 
uh, it it was hilarious. Hilarious. They just went live a few, uh, like a couple hours ago. And it's kind of like, if you're someone who enjoys comedy, they're like, everybody's thinking like, you'll have, you have no problem with Dave Chappelle, meaning you'll be Flame Monroe. No. And they were like, yeah, I'm not doing all this. And she's like, I don't, there was a word I got to figure out. I'm going to look back at the live because um, when they said, I don't think he's, do I think Dave Chappelle's transphobic? I'm like, I don't know. They didn't say no. They said, I don't know. And it was the word that they used was not transphobic. It was trans something else. And I got to listen to it. I was like, that's very, very smart. So to watch literally queer folks come out and say, this shit is not funny because of those jokes are in close proximity to violence towards us. It's like, y'all don't want to listen because for Dave, it's so easy for him to compartmentalize the LGBTQ community from blackness because you're like all the people who got in your face about your jokes were white not realizing black queer folks will get hit by your shit because black people got proximity to black people what are you talking about and so when I <laughs> it was Don Lemon of course everybody's like up oh, Don I know Don got something to say I'm like he probably does, but I don't know why y'all looking towards Don. <laughs> and so people, of course, were in the comments saying, leave Chappelle alone, and it's just jokes. I'm like, yeah, but if people were making nigger jokes, you'd want him gone, a la Michael Richards. Yeah. He got gone so quick because that shit is not cool. And you know damn well you would not fight for the death for somebody's freedom of speech to be racist towards Black people. You know you wouldn't. So a nice young lady decided... um, to have a go with me and after a while i was like oh you're just stupid i'm gonna have fun with you so she started off i have no problem reading this because this is funny um i blocked her already <laughs> so she probably deleted this or she's back in hell i don't know what the fuck she is but <laughs> is the lgbt community okay with punching down with the punching down they do on the black community i have no idea where she got this from i have yet to see any outrage from that community about three black gay men being murdered in ed buck's home and still no accountability from that con for yeah i don't know what word she was looking for contributing to the suicide of i think she meant community of um Dave Chappelle's trans friend and we'll get to her in a minute because i'm gonna need them folks oh. to stop it's like yeah. stop doing this so i said so hey the crimes of that buck were actually amplified by black gay men who would not shut up about Ed buck it's like why are y'all not talking about the fact that black gay men keep dying at this man's house yeah it's like um they, they did talk about this it was like so there is that also it might help you to understand to be more empathetic to black LGBTQ plus folks, if you understand their intersectionality of being both black and LGBTQ plus at the same time, we wouldn't have the modern day Black Lives Matter movement without three queer black women. She had more to say. Now you would think we would be done. Yeah, it's like, point. oh, okay, well okay. done, button it up. Oh, and there would be no gay community if they hadn't been born by a straight woman and a straight man. Let's see you top that. Does she know that I, you don't have to be straight to have babies? Um, Does she know you don't have to be straight to have babies? I don't think she knows. It's a so top that for me. <laughs> Let's see you top that. You, oh, are we? Am I not? So I, I, I typed a whole bunch of laughing emojis 
it was like, let's see if you can top that. So should I say that being LGBTQ plus does not mean they cannot procreate and the LGBTQ plus could not only procreate, but could make a LGBTQ plus person or a straight person, or should I say something else? Let me see you top that. Ciao. She she wants to keep on. I'm like, I think she's trolling me at this point. I'm going to keep reading. I, I is- think she thinks she's trolling you. She's not. <laughs> him, but she thinks she's at, trolling you. Him. LOL. They cannot procreate the natural way. Two persons or two swizzle sticks a baby create. They cannot. E- girl, even if she meant if it's artificial, it still needs sperm and ovum. Oh, I'm impressed. But you knew that, right? And what Raquel fails to mention is deaths amongst the trend community, not trans, trend, T-R-A-N-D, because we can't spell, or either prostitution related or domestic viac. Wow. I don't know what domestic <laughs> viac is. Oh my God, not I domestic she, viac. Not no, domestic the, viac. There's been an increase in domestic viac. <laughs> it's, like, this is seriously, crazy. domestic viac has just gone up it's, trifold. It's just, it's just gone. I, I have like triple. I'm even. sorry. Thrip, triple as many domestic 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 accounts. Vyak is definitely the show title. They're like, what the hell, Stephanie? You spelling this wrong? Domestic Vyak. Listen to the listen Get to the, the show. No, domestic Vyak. Oh my god. It was just like so. And what so about like, that shack on shack crime? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna do? Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> that is the show title. Shack on shack crime. <laughs> so I was like. Oh, she, oh, I'm just going to have fun. Because now, because you ever just go back and forth with somebody, which I, I'm like span. I'm like, I'm not going back and forth with you niggas online. I have now gotten to a point where, okay, now this is a joke and I'm going to have some fun with this. This is, yes. this is what I checked into. When I saw a domestic viac, I'm like, oh, we're going to have fun now. I'm just going to call you stupid. Okay, great. So before you decide to wax philosophically, you might want to use spell check, Sugarfoot. You do know if you have a working female reductive, reproductive system, you can procreate. I feel like I have to ask as you are having issues with spelling. So these complex topics might be a little much for you. Also, there is this thing that the kids use called Google. It's an amazing discovery. It allows you to look up these topics. It pulls up websites with these things called statistics on deaths of trans women. It also gives you understanding of how a reproductive system works. Wait, am I going too fast? I can slow down. It's also hilarious that you are talking about someone, because she was talking about Raquel, which girl, you can't even spell her name right, that not only lives the, this experience, but also actually researches it before she goes on checks notes, CNN. But I am speaking to someone who has trouble spelling. Yeah, I almost wish you would give her, you remember the old school, let me Google that for you? <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm not, it's like, yeah, I'm like, so that like Google is free, you guys. I'm like, see, you know what? Whoever runs Google, they're going to start charging us like they used to do for text messages. They used to charge per oh, word. It's like, <laughs> y'all, you know how dumb we would be collectively if that, if, if we, we had to, to pay. <laughs> you know how stupid I would be again. Excuse there's me. so much. I, there's so much that I I purposely was like, I don't even remember that. I can Google it. Like, oh, fuck. how many grams are in an ounce? Oh, I don't know, but I've looked it up multiple times. times. I just Google it every time. So I'm like, I don't need to remember Google it. Google history. Oh, hell. I don't Damn need it. to Google it. I can just look it up. Recipes. I don't need to Google. I don't Google need to this. save fuck these. You, Google. Fuck you, Google. No, uh, I'm kidding. Please don't leave me. Please. Yes, I love please you. Google. Please don't leave we me. Need you. We need please you. Don't, please don't leave me. I'm so, literally stupid without you. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm having 
having fun with people because one, that is what we're getting. We're also getting people making the TikTok videos that are um, given light by a Ricky Smiley who oh. literally paid, made a good, like you have, like you want to rail against the LGBTQ, LGBTQ plus community, but you got um, Gary with the T all up on your damn channel. You also made a yeah. very cute coin dressing up as a woman and your jokes. I was mentioning, I feel sure. like, isn't he also the one that has the joke about the quiet, no, the band director? I feel like he has a gay band director joke. Yeah. yeah. Like I a one he that he runs into the ground, I feel. Yeah. So people are coming out of the woodwork to defend Dave Chappelle and it's fine because that community don't do nothing for us. I'm like, so there's this person named Malcolm X. There's a person named James Baldwin. There's three queer oh. black women who, who defend did the um, Black Lives Matter movement. There's a lot of queer folks that you don't even know about that literally stand up for your asses, will be protesting and leading organizations, leading marches, and y'all can't even just not retweet a insensitive joke because you don't give a fuck about people who literally care more about you because they're still fucking black. It's like, why do you and think, I'm sorry, they Dave don't should... unscrew their blackness. What is what is wrong with you? Well, well here's something that, that kind of made me upset so dave chappelle references stonewall but it was like you realize a black trans woman was Don't one of the key figures white movie no he references he references the, the stonewall riots oh. Oh, okay. i'm talking about the stonewall riots and oh, a, a, a black okay. trans woman was at the forefront of those riots so how can you reference so and that's the thing that that really kind of got to me i think and 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 it's something that's so, and somebody else said this as well too. Mm-hmm. I think it is easier for black cishet men, and, and you said this earlier. It's easier for black cishet men to equate uh, gay and trans communities as all white mm-hmm. because when they erase uh, the black and gay trans people who were there, they also erase all the violence they did to the black and uh, the black gay and trans people as well as black the black community has done so by just making them all white they're just erasing the existence of black and trans uh, excuse me black trans black gay people Mm -hmm. because they have been horribly horrifically violent to them for a very very long time and that erasure is just an extension if anything of that violence yeah so it's kind of like what the hell are you talking about so Ricky Smiley and Stephanie Mills, who I wish a house would fall on her. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. If y'all don't know, Stephanie Mills played um, Dorothy in The Wiz. I hope a house falls on her ass. Versus Bill Cosby, you would just be talking shit. It's like, oh God, your myopic view of oppression, only blackness, is starting to overcook my grits. But again, you got the Ricky Smiley's and the Stephanie Mills of the world. So they're up, they're like giving air to a TikTok video from a lady by the name of dumbass, I'm kidding, M- Mila Brett, where she is like, where is it? So she's doing this three whole, three minute video. I'm not listening to this shit. But one of the questions that I was <laughs> like, this is fucking hilarious. Where's the LGBTQ community when black women are killed? And I'm like, so should they talk about the black trans ones or the black lesbians or the black bisexual women or the black, I'm sorry, did, y'all don't give a fuck about the victims of Ed Buck, but yes, please talk like you're bringing it up 
to y'all don't care about black women. I'm like, um, hey, hi, sweetheart. Um, sis had met black men don't care about y'all asses. You might want to cool it. And also, you might I want to cool it. I also think, like, in all truthfulness, I feel like all these defenses of of Dave Chappelle and defenses of like, well, they weren't there for us. We don't. All of this is just listen. Dave Chappelle showed an extreme lack of empathy and you laughed at it and you showed an extreme lack of empathy and it feels like you're just defending your extreme lack of empathy literally it it's like none is right fuck them gay people and it's like what is wrong with you you're just defending your extreme lack of empathy and and i get it you feel bad because now people are like hey these are human beings that you're making fun of their feelings are hurt and instead of you just been like oh i'm a shitty person i shouldn't have laughed at this you've decided to be like well where were they when blah blah and the truth of the matter is, is in your decision to do this, all you're showing is how shitty of a person you are. Because if you weren't a shitty person, you know that gay and trans people have been fighting alongside black people for the entirety of the civil rights movement. Correct. They've been there. Just because you didn't want to recognize them or see them doesn't or mean like that they, they weren't there or it's act like, like they exist doesn't mean that they weren't there. And that they weren't, and, and they're like, well, where were they? Well, yeah, they were there. It's just there. because in the 60s, uh, being gay would have got you killed and Pretty being much. black just got your ass beat. A lot of times they were just black. And sometimes they were white and they were just like, oh, I'm just a white person supporting black people, but secretly I'm gay. But I can't tell anyone that because I'll get killed. But I'm here By with these people black people. that look just like me. me. It's like the same thing is when you're like, when you're a black woman, like, guys, I like, we know as, as a as a cishead black woman, I know I have more privilege than a black trans woman. It does not negate the oppression that I face by talking about somebody, if a disabled black woman, a trans black woman, a woman on the spectrum, they have more, excuse me, I have more privilege than them. It doesn't stop yeah. the oppression that I face by actually acknowledging that. It doesn't, like, oppression is not a pie. And it's like, every time you just go, y'all sound like white people. I wish it was you a pie because pie like, is delicious. <laughs> I wish, you know what? I wish it was a chocolate pecan. Oh, pie. there's so much oppression. Oppression <laughs> everywhere. Right, can it just, excuse me. I want my oppression in a chocolate pecan pie. Okay. There's there's so much oppression. I can't eat it all. That's what I want. <laughs> I want that oppression. So it's like you just go. Are you okay? It's kind of like it's weird. It's like no. It's like we're so oppressed, but you want to hold on to oppression because you feel like it gives you something in the room it's like baby you I don't, don't. it's, it's okay if you're not it's like you, i don't want to place in the oppression olympics you want to be up there with the gold i want to be in 15th place i want somebody to beat my ass like homegirl that smoked people, the weed and came back and lost and got last place i'm sorry i'm just shading no no you're good funny. i don't know i don't know where this comes from because people do this like even if you're like in a circle of people and you start talking about like a tough time you had mm-hmm. everyone wants to be like well this time like i we used to do this uh with uh beatings from parents yes. so you'd be like we used to do it with it like oh well one time you know my dad uh, took a, a chair leg well, my but dad, beat me my dad took a, a chair leg and cut the chair leg and then he sanded it down and beat me with it yeah well my dad pushed me off a cliff and it's like yo okay my dad we... pushed me through a great glass, glass plate window what right. the hell is wrong excuse me but here's the thing CPS. the thing that the thing though is that in all this one-upmanship yeah seriously you should have ran like, away from home like, um, all this... please call the CPS. do you need me to call CPS? i could call him for you if, in all this one-upmanship, mm-hmm. the there is still one fact. Mm-hmm. Just because everyone was abused by their parents doesn't mean you still weren't abused. 
We all yeah, were part. abused. We were all abused. We were all abused by our parents. They were physically abused by our parents. And the mm-hmm. same thing's true of oppression. Just because so everyone else was oppressed doesn't mean that you weren't oppressed. This isn't like syndrome. Your oppression to wasn't, it, yeah, the other, there are, this isn't like syndrome oppression. where it's like, well, if everybody's a hero, no one is. No, 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 no. No, no. We were all, no one has to be more or less oppressed than anyone else. It's just, we were all oppressed. And, and ultimately, the thing that, the only person who benefits by us fighting about who was more or less oppressed and who was where and who did what are the oppressive, are the oppressors. The only people Pretty who benefit much. from that are the oppressors. It's like, oh, look at them fighting about who we did the worst. It doesn't matter who we did the worst. We fucked all of them over. Hello? We you fucked everyone it? over, but no. let them fight about who got fucked over worse. While they do right. that, we'll continue to fuck them over. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It's like we get the one draft rule. It's like, and y'all using the one draft rule, you mean the the, the rule that was made up by white people or the model Thank minority? You. It's like, see, and they be using it. You mean the actual rule made up by white people? Let me be very clear. And I hear y'all when y'all talk about Asian folks. I'm like, um, there's a lot of people who sit into that out of safety respectability politics was born out of safety it wasn't just because we want to be white people it's more like hey i want to come home yeah i I don't love sweater vests i don't i don't like i do not like having to perm my hair all the time or having to wear wigs so white people would leave me the fuck there's no way in 2021 we got to make laws for you not to discriminate against my hair for exactly. a job. I'm like, what exactly. the hell? So it's like the whole model minority left. I'm like, low key, they do it for um Africans Survival. and Caribbean folks who immigrate here because they do the same thing. See, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. then black people could do it. It's, like, it's somebody who, yeah, I see people who are faculty. Um, yeah, they'd be like, oh no, I like it. I like, no, I like African black people because they know it's like they come here to make themselves something. Yeah, because the blackness wasn't beat out of their ass because of chattel slavery. But you don't want to have this conversation. Also, hi. Africa was colonized, niggas. It's like there's a thing called apartheid. This is how you know the audacity of whiteness. You came to somebody else's country and said, we're going to take over and fucking Africa. And now they're like, we're going to kick y'all white asses out. Where, where are we going to go? Back to Europe. Go back where you came from. See how that works and say how stupid that sounds. It's like, go back to yeah. Sweden. Go back. They miss you. <laughs> <laughs> but also, really, seriously, go back. No. <laughs> so I have to quote the um, Reverend Dr. Silky Nutmeg Ganache. One of my faves from RuPaul's Drag Race. See, that's the thing. Ricky Smiley is Ricky Smiley. Um, but he's garbage. Ricky, he's been so garbage for a while. It's like, girl, he just be doing stuff, child. And here's so, the thing. And just and this is gonna sound fucked up, but I'll say it anyway. Uh, I feel like it. you can tell. <laughs> so you can tell how garbage someone's viewpoint is by their audience and Ricky Smiley's audience. <laughs> Kind of like the Breakfast Club and the Joe yep, Podcast. I'm yep, like, yep, I yep, like, yep, 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 yep. Like, if you are going there because you want to see Viola Davis talk about her movies because she has the same birthday as you, have at it because that's what I do. Look, I'm like, oh, hell, I just I, 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 I'd actually, when you said that, I was like, I would watch that. I will, I will 100% when, it's like watch. like when my faves come there because you know you're not going to try it. I do love Viola Davis. 
She she and I share a birthday. She is my birthday twin. She's pretty fantastic. I mean, she. I mean, because I mean, you are August too. Leo. Thank you. It's like we're we're, <laughs> we're birthday twins, and I just love it. So Silky said what she is doing, and she's talking about the meal of video. What she's doing is being the same reporters of Fox News. You can have all of those facts, but when they are not scaled, they are not accurate. We say Black Lives Matter because we are dying at a rate much higher than whites when it is scaled. So when the rate of the 28 black trans women are scaled to another community, the rate is higher. Furthermore, you're calling on black masculinity to protect black women when black masculinity is doing the harm, not only to black women, but black trans women. So he's talking about black cis, cis black women. Yes. Cis yeah. I think that you should realize the homophobia and transphobia that she is speaking doing this to have a real conversation is to not compare the same marginalized group against each other but to have a solution to how we can break the barrier of discrimination so that the marginalized group that both experience racism and discrimination can come together for the greater good and to that if someone black no matter if they are gay straight older younger christian muslim male female non-binary different says that they are hurt by another black person's thoughts or ideas we should acknowledge it and understand where they come from. If you're not doing that, you're no better than a bigot or racist um, amongst the black community. It's time out that the oppressed become the oppressors. Yeah, it's time out. Yeah, time out that y'all are becoming the oppressors. I think that's what yeah. she wants to say. And please feel free to read me, call me out my name, etc. I've worked in academia and now as an entertainer. I've been called everything but a child of God and unfortunately by my very own people. That's the part y'all don't want us to say. Because it's the proximity. I'm like, yeah, as a black woman, I know if a man kills me, it's probably going to be a black man. And I'm not saying that yeah. because it's like, I just want to say it. It's more, I mean, I'm talking about the proximity. Yeah, and it's, statistics. It's just, it's just stats, boo. It's it's statistically, if, if we're just saying like, okay, what's most likely to kill you? It's, mm -hmm. it's a black man. It is, and it's like, isn't it? And the bad part about it is when we talk about this, I, I have said this because I've been on Clubhouse and Lord, I have had to take a break. But it's very interesting that black, especially cishet black men, will jump down black women's throat if they just say black men finish the sentence. How dare you talk about all of this? And so you watch black women have to qualify their statements by saying either some black men or not all black men or the black men I have met or in my experience with black men, you have to qualify it. And I watch as black men in these same rooms don't do the same damn thing when they just say black women. But black women just be, and it's like, and it's like, girl, and it's like, you know, it's really funny. Y'all shit on black women all day long, but then it's like, black women be asking me, why don't we want to be with them? They're not asking. You know, it's, I've come to this thought. <laughs> I don't it's think like, they're asking. We're like, we don't care. It's like, we don't care if y'all date outside your race. We care that you are stepping on us to get it or saying, why are you with this? Why are you with this white woman? Because black women, dot, 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 time out. Why are you with Karen? Why are you with <laughs> Why are you with Joni? Why Why do you want to be with her? Because black women, time out. You have not mentioned Joni at all, and I'm yeah. like, I don't know what. Hey, hi, non-black women, please know if he's saying he's with you because, and he starts with black women, just know he don't really like your ass either. And it's like that's not a compliment to you if he's starting with because black women are this, that, and the third. That that dog got hit by a train. He don't like your ass either. He just really hate black women. Yeah. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. He don't like your ass either. He just 
really, really hate black women. And some people think, oh, he, he covets me more than them. And it's like, yeah, but let me tell you something. You take like, you take. I like the use of the word covets. I'm like, yes, he covets me. That's right. You're jealous of me. No, I'm not, girl. No, I'm not. I don't. We don't. We don't care. And the bad part, I think you I've noticed. And this is on the TikTok. I've seen black men who get really upset and say, I can't believe I got to brit this out. I'm like, wait a minute. You're mad that black women have stopped trying to bend themselves up to make themselves desirable to you. You don't like black women. You don't want black women, but you don't want them to not want you. Oh, of course. Oh, there's, 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 <laughs> if there's this weird, there's this weird pushback whenever you see, and I don't know. So first of all, I feel like, uh, I mean, love who you love. I don't care. There's this weird pushback when you see from black men, especially when they see a black woman with uh, a white man or with, well, primarily with a white man, but with someone mm-hmm. out who's not black. And it's like, oh, 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 okay. You, you couldn't, wench. you couldn't find a black man. And it's like, okay, but. You don't do that when you see a black man with someone else. If anything, you, you like you big up them like, oh, congratulations, you stepped up, which is a really fucked up. It's like, uh, excuse statement. me, y'all got Nick Cannon out here, like he filming Species Three every two seconds. Some girl, I was like, did y'all else anybody else watch Species Two? Because I feel like this was the plot. <laughs> this is what's going. On. I was like, what the fuck is this Species Two? <laughs> and I'm sorry, I was listening to the read, and Nick Cannon said, I'm gonna be celibate until 2022, and it was like. He was like, it's October. is like, it's October 5th. Yeah. So not very long. I'm like 20. Do, do, did you mean 2023? Because even then, that's still not impressive. So you have eight. No, children. he meant three. He meant three months. Was he, was, like, he was like, three months is actually a very long time for me. <laughs> Clearly, that is a very long time. I was like, three months. Like, October. if you knew how much Nick Cannon fucks. No, if you knew how it much Nick like, Cannon fucks, you'd be like three months. Oh, my God. Oh my God Are you going to be OK? Are you gonna you know be able to? You? Are you like, gonna be able to walk? Not, let me know when you're going to announce when you're getting a fucking vasectomy. How about you announce that? I don't care if you. you I don't understand. Okay, okay. While we're day. here, while we're here, please do. Why does he have so many children? Can we talk about like and and then also just as a, as a follow up, does the world need more Nick Cannon? Do and the we bad really? Part about it, and not even and Mister. Um, got on his whole podcast and said black men are with white women because it's a prize and this, that, and the third. I'm like, yes, we can see. We see. It. Also, okay. I've dated a white woman before. I feel comfortable saying this. It's not a prize. I've dated it's, a biracial <laughs> man. I've dated a biracial man. I get it. And the thing about it is, it's like no, 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 no. I'm, no, I'm saying it's not a prize. Here's the thing. Uh, so I, I dated a white woman. Uh, I married a black woman. Though my wife, to be fair, that my wife beautiful is beautiful girl. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> to be fair, my <laughs> wife is first generation uh, African. So uh, oh, I, she I didn't marry. I'm all for. Yeah, she, she's first generation Gambian, um, Gambian Nigerian. So she's a little bit of both, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the so I've I've dated I've dated uh, outside of my race a lot. Um, I've dated black women a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest thing. Okay, let me just tell you the story, and then and then I'll, I'll make my point. So uh, I was watching this this uh, it was like a poem on uh, YouTube where a black guy was just talking about getting shot by the cops. Mm-hmm. It was when I was in Korea, and I just oh. started crying. It was while I was in Korea. Yeah, we've been getting shot by the cops a while. But um, <laughs> wait, you was like, <laughs> wait, I what? Yeah, <laughs> I, was like, I was in Korea. Korea I saw this. Oh I saw 
yeah, Creole's a while back. We've been getting shot by the cops. We've been making poems about him at least since 2010. So, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, see, so this is why he's the comedian. It's at least since 2010. Yeah, at least at walks. least since 2010. Uh, so, so I, and I'm, I'm like crying about it. At the time, I'm I'm dating uh, this girl who's Chinese, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Well, why are you crying?" And I'm like trying to explain to her. Oh boy. Like okay, so then we have to start with, I'm black. Right, you know that. You know that's a different thing about me. You know that, in, and like you know, and like even for her, she knows in America being black is different, and that you know mm-hmm. America has racism. But because yeah. she's never been to America, she it, trying you to explain racism to her, it. trying to explain racism to her is, is almost impossible. Yeah. All right, I've dated a white girl before, sure. similar conversation, but it's 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 a thing where you will never experience what it is to like you you have experienced uh being and it's it's it goes both ways right because i've never experienced being oppressed by a man and and the patriarchy and i don't know what it's like to to like i know what male gaze is i've Mm -hmm. never personally experienced it because it's it's not possible for me like you can look at me like you want to fuck me all you want to it's just the power dynamics are different right a dude looking at me like that and a woman looking at me like there's a different power dynamic so I can't fully understand that, and I don't know how we ever get past that. I mean, I, I mean, it sounds like I'm making an argument for for same sex relationships, but <laughs> it sounds like I'm making an argument for that. But what I'm saying is, is, oh, is and, I, and I, make, I really keep making a joke. I'm like, just let y'all know, um, him, sexuality is not a. You were born that way. It is not a choice because there's a lot of women who wouldn't make this choice. It's it's also very fluid. Let's let's make sure Harry, we, we make that. There's a, you can you can like a lot of different stuff. Um, and uh, as a, the thing I was saying is, is that uh, ultimately I feel like trying to get someone from point A of America's a racist country to point B of this is how this racism impacts me every single day and it's overwhelming mm-hmm. and it's hard and I carry it. And you've never noticed or saw it or thought about it is a lifelong trek. Is it, at least I think I don't know. I've never actually stayed with a white person or a non-black non-black person long enough to figure it out. But it, it it was the duration of the relationship was me trying to explain to them at every single point. All right, so you're white or you're you're not black, so you're not going to get this. But blah 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 blah, and it's, it's that's not a prize to me. I don't feel like. And even with my wife, who who's first generation, I have to explain mm-hmm. some things. But for the most part, yeah, like you know, there's there's a difference it's in little teeny things. It's little things, small or things, big things, depending on who you talk to. Well, like, you know, her, the first time she got called the N word was when she was thirty, because because she is first. Yep, because okay. she's first generation. Uh, she's been sheltered from it. She grew up in Alaska, so she didn't hear it until she was thirty. I was blown away because my first time was when I was four. So it's it's different. It, it's it's different across the board, but it's it's not a. I don't think of it as a prize. And I, I think the only way you would think of it that way is if you are thinking about uh, your relationship to a woman as you owning an object. In which case, then mm-hmm. I guess you have a trophy wife, and mm-hmm. you know you, you you the the trophy you want that makes you look more successful if you're black and a man in mm-hmm. your eyes yeah. is is the white woman unfortunately because you've been taught that by a white supremacist society but yeah no mm-hmm. I, just, I just don't I'm not into any of it obviously uh, but I feel like it's it's not I, don't, I wouldn't call it a prize 
I feel like you mm-hmm. have to objectify someone too much for that, and that's just not my my thing. Not mm-hmm. in subjectifying. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Jay, I have to tell you, there's a, and I've listened to you. I've listened to Ricky. I've listened to Span because mm-hmm. if you've seen the evolution of the Span report, it's like, um, y'all, that's some. There's a lot of growth in them years on being on the mic. But also, I've just talked to y'all niggas because that's just how this goes. But I've noticed that you have grown out of the um, one type of oppression, meaning that I can only see oppression through my view. So I can only see myopically, meaning like I'm a black man. So I'm like, I see a blackness. But if a woman is talking about the, her oppression as a black woman is talking about her oppression as a woman, they're like, I don't know what the fuck you talking about. <laughs> what you talking about? If you're a black LGBTQ plus person, it's like I have, I'm a black person. I face racism in this community. I find anti-blackness and homophobia and transphobia in the black community. I face a lot of shit and y'all don't recognize it, but it takes a lot. And it's like, even with cishet black women, I'm like, cause I see it. So when people are like, you be in these rooms listening to them talk about um straight black women. I'm like, yeah, like you don't disagree? No, why not? I've been a black woman for quite some time. They're not wrong. It takes work, <laughs> I think. No, it takes work. Like it's 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 effort to try to understand someone else's experience and under like there's something that somebody said um about communication that I heard today that I actually really liked. Mm-hmm. It was uh and it's it's a common thing, but when you come into communication, come in with an open mind to try to understand and not to judge. Right. So the hardest thing I think for many of us to do is, and I see it, I've seen it so often is to try to judge. Like we want to label things very quickly. Mm-hmm. We want to just be like, this is this, this is that, and then be done with it. Like this person's gay, this person's not gay, this person's a woman, this person's a man, done. And we don't want to have to like think about, well, this person is sleeps with men, but mm-hmm. not exclusively, mm-hmm. can and cannot, likes both, and it's into and we don't want to think about that. It's, and even then when we try to like we, we try to put labels on that, like, oh, they're bi, they're pansexual, they're mm-hmm. and, we, and we try to label it, but in all truth, it's it's us us tempting to try to make this a quick conversation. But it's not. It's not a quick conversation. Because it's something that uh mm-hmm. if you are cishead or straight, it is something that you are going to have to work to understand. Just as as a man, for me to try to understand what it's like for like I was I was walking uh, back from the gym this morning. I, sorry for the story. I was walking back from the gym this morning, and I dropped I like a, I, I had had a mask because uh, I you know you have to wear a mask at the gym. My mask mm-hmm. was in my hand. I dropped it on the ground. I didn't realize it until I got a little bit down the street. So I just you know turned around. It's like oh there it goes. And I started walking back for it, and there was this uh, girl who I assume was a school age child uh, walking mm. the street as well. And we were going at the same time. And in my head, I was like, I don't want to make her feel uncomfortable. And, a, you know, me, a big dude just walking around the street. And there's some going, big black dude following me. Walk, not even fo- walking straight at right. her because she's going at the same. Oh! We're, going to, we're converging at the same point. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, I felt. And I felt bad. I was like, I feel really bad about this. I hope, mm. I, I hope she's not panicking and thinking, what is this dude doing? I'm just walking to go get to my mask on the ground that's right there. And I and yeah. part of me wanted to just be like, hey, this is weird. I dropped a mask. I'm not following you. But then it feels like that's some shit you say if you were following someone, right? So like it was like like if I were following you, I'd be like, I'm not following you. I would tell you I'm not following you, but I'm following you. So like I don't know how to have this interaction 
And I feel like it's it's that. It's it's if you are in a position of power in this society, uh, if you're a man, you are been put into a position of power, whether you want to admit it or not. Uh, we, because of our inherent biases, the power dynamics between a man and a woman are different. Yeah, it's it's not fair, it's not equitable, it's not right, but here mm-hmm. we are. And if you are one of, the, if you're a man, if you're white, if you're straight, and, and you are considered, uh, what, again, this is not the right terminology, and I apologize to people who are listening. But if you're considered quote unquote normal, so if you're the the baseline, there's a power that comes with that. There's you're a privilege that comes with that. Other, right? There's a power that comes with that. There's a privilege that comes with that. Yeah. And trying to understand someone who doesn't have that power and that privilege will always take work from you. Right. It will always, and it's not like you'll understand it one day and then that's it. You will always have to work to understand it mm-hmm. because it's not who you are and it's not wrong. It's just not who you are. Right. I am not a trans person. I have mm-hmm. friends who are trans Mm-hmm. I have uh, colleagues that I work with who are trans. I have people who are non-binary that are friends of mine who mm-hmm. I work with and that I, I love who are, are amazing people. And I love them as people. Mm-hmm. I don't fully understand all of their journey. And when mm-hmm. I talk to them, sometimes I learn new stuff. We're like, oh, you're doing what? I didn't even know that was a thing to consider. Yeah. And it's it's part of being a human being so that we can all coexist together is taking the work to understand yeah. each other. And it's it's gotta be work. It's work. It's work for me to understand, you know, my wife when uh and, and I've I've gotten better at it. Unfortunately yeah. I was better at it before I got married. I'm proud to say I didn't have to like have a woman in my life to have empathy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one of those dudes. Like, I am so, I'm a girl that I love women. It's like, no, you uh, love your no. daughter and your mother and your, maybe your mom, <laughs> maybe your wife, maybe your your girlfriend. Just your daughter in most it's like, cases. It's like, oh my God, I now realize it because I have a daughter. I'm like, I didn't, like I didn't have to have that happen. Fortunately, I didn't have to have that happen. It was, it's, it's, I had like a realization because uh, I have a mom who really, yeah. really cares and talks to me and has always cared and talked to me. Mm-hmm. But it still is one of those things, I think, where it's something that I still have to work at. Like, I still, I have to think about it. Like, there, there are times when, yeah, there are times when, you know, my wife will leave the house and I don't think about, you know, it's dark. She's just walking outside, going to mm-hmm. the car. And it's not until she walks back in that I'm like, yo, did you just walk to the car in the dark? Like, we don't live in a bad like, why neighborhood. Are you, like, why, why didn't you tell yeah. me? We don't live in a bad neighborhood, but I mean, like, of the two of us who needs to go outside at night, like, like if if it, I can go do it, then like let me go do it. And it's and it's not me trying to take away her equality or take away her her ability. It's just like, well, I I want you to be safe. If you feel safe, then go ahead mm-hmm. and go do it. But yeah, th- that's one of the things that you know a consideration that I didn't I didn't have to have or didn't ever make. And the same thing yeah. for, for if you're not trans, you have never had to think about. No one How questions it feels. if I'm a woman when they when I'm walking down the street and I don't have a, a fear of somebody might follow me or if someone's like I hate your existence they could actually attack me and in some states they could just say I panicked and it's okay and yep. I'm like you do realize hey black women who are like no that's fine it's like they be tricking I'm like no no one's tricking your man they they they, they really aren't no one's tricking them. But also, yeah. please remember, there was a time in this country, 
a woman who looks like like a woman, you they literally could snatch you off the street street and sexually assault you and nothing would happen to you. Still nothing can. would happen. You would get no justice. You still can. Still can. So still a lot of like, black women get snatched off the streets. That's hello? not it's like, a thing that's gone away. And that's the thing. It's like they don't want it's like cis or trans women. They don't want I say the call is coming from inside the house and across the street when it comes to our safety when yeah. Yeah, it's like you see i saw a couple of tweets where women were like okay it's getting dark early that means you got to go to the gas station earlier and they're like men going why do y'all keep saying men are dangerous why do we have to keep saying it it's like you're not asking the right question why are women literally we have to put so many roadblocks in front of us because for some of us being a woman by ourselves in certain areas, there's way too many videos of women being harassed at gas stations. I'm like, stop thinking these are exceptions. These are the just ones that's that's recorded. Oh, what fuck about that the ones shit. 90%, 90% of murders are men. Like, 90% of murders are committed by men. Uh, I'm pretty, I don't know what the statistics for uh, the amount of people being raped, but I'm pretty sure it's a high number of rapists are men. Right. It's men, men. That's and it's when men ask like, "Why are y'all worried about us?" It's because you're you're fucking killing and raping and women. Really, That's why. And like y'all don't care about when men are sexually assaulted. No, Clyde, you don't care. Don't care when a man correct. Is like, like y'all say, "Oh, that's right." If like, hey, hi, a fourteen year old should not be having sex with a. You should not be paying a sex worker to have sex with your fourteen year old, boozy. But then it's like, let me talk about these trans people. Let me call CPS for you. The weird part about the 14-year-old, too, is like, yo, if that had been... And it, you see it with, like, you know, the teacher mm-hmm. molesting the boy, you know, molesting like a, a like male a, Like, you're a man of the honor. I'm like, um, excuse like, me. Yo, oh, he's look, an adult know, and he's a child. This is wrong. What are you talking about? But the weird thing about the whole boozy thing is if that had happened, what, like, his teacher had uh, molested his child, would he... be ready to fight. If that teacher was a man, right. he'd be ready to fight. He'd be ready to fight him. But... How is it? How is it different if it's a woman? It, it, it's not. It's not That's different. Not. There's no difference. The whole thing is is quite frankly uh, just a real booster shot for white supremacy and the patriarchy. Absolutely. Um, I mean, shout out to Dave Chappelle for selling out finally. I mean, it, it didn't take him. It took him a while. He it, no. he started to sell. He was like, I'm not going to sell out, and then he finally sold out. So Thank congratulations you for bringing us back because we because me and Jay are friends, so we can have tangents. <laughs> but I wanted to bring this out and shout out to Span because I had totally forgot that Dave Chappelle did this. Dave Chappelle took his black ass to Oprah after he decided to quit his show. Yep. And he was talking about the reason. Mm-hmm. He was doing a joke about a, a fairy who's supposed to be blackface. And then he watched somebody who was like on working on that show laughing in a way he didn't like. Mm-hmm. And was like, should I? He made a joke. Should I fire this person? And then I was like, I don't like want black people to be, you know, disappointed in me. And I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want them to be upset with me if I make this joke. And I'm sitting here like, Dave oh, shit. Chappelle, Did you find a joke offensive. Dave Chappelle, for the last 2019, two years, has been leading y'all to think he don't understand things. This is from early in the early 2000s. He understands this. He doesn't yeah. like being told what to do. There is the difference. Dave Chappelle is a very smart person because if you can get how maybe I shouldn't put this joke on television because I don't want that 
like white people thinking this shit is cute to laugh at because he realized they were laugh white people were laughing at him and not with him you can understand why maybe you should stop making these jokes you know what you're doing and i'm sitting here like so i'm sitting in the car driving driving home going so now i'm mad dave Chappelle made y'all think like he didn't understand nothing no he gets it very clearly it's yeah. like oh See, he had y'all thinking it's so complex and because he can go part male. Well, this this is white people, so it's white shit. And I've, I've been saying it on this podcast for years. There's a lot of black people who can divorce themselves with t- standing up for black LGBTQ plus people because they equate LGBTQ plus shit to white shit. It's like, oh, no, I yeah. ain't got to worry about this. I'm like, yeah, but there's some black people over there. It's like, why are you not standing up for them? Especially when they stand up for your ass because they still black. And I think a lot of times, you know, because, uh, again, like we talked about, blacks are conservative and Christian, and Christians are like, nah, to all of that. To, to if you're gay or trans, it's like, like, nah. Nope, uh-uh, that's the Especially Bible. conservative like, Christians, nah. They're just, they, like, that's it's not a hard, in the it's a non, Bible, y'all. It's, it's a non-starter for them, like, unfortunately. It's like, yeah. Yeah, that's not, that's, that's not what's in the Bible, but okay, don't believe me. Go talk to a few theologians on the TikTok. See, that's the thing. People are realizing, like, I can't give long TED Talks. I can't give long threads. I got to give you, like, a three-minute TikTok video for you to understand this <laughs> at the most. I miss, I miss the days when we used to... I miss the days when we used to have to go to a library and, like, just spend a days... A Spend the entire honey. day just, like, first Party. of all, no, you have to... You have to look up the uh, look up the the subject and then find the Dewey Decimal System like books on in the Dewey, Dewey Decimal, Decimal System. Do you know people probably don't and then, know what the fuck that is? And then sometimes you go and find the book from the you know using the Dewey Decimal System. You find the book and then you get in the book and you're like ah oh, man this isn't what I wanted. And you have to go back to the index card system and look for something else. I miss the days when you had to work for knowledge and people either you did the work and you were like I'm smart or you didn't do the work and you're like I'm dumb I feel like right now because you don't have to work for knowledge anymore we all think we're smart but we're not we're not all smart a lot of us are very very dumb mm-hmm. <laughs> I need us I need us to go back to that time period where we're like you know what I'm not very smart because I didn't do any of the work I mm-hmm. want us to go back to having to work to be smart that's what I'm saying less yeah. work to be smart I, yes. I, I, I want work minute. to come back it's like, I want y'all to have to literally look at long form videos. I need you to watch YouTube videos so long, you got to hit that skip ad thing at least four times. I want you to, I want you to catch, I want you to have to catch the, the bus into downtown and then go to the library. Uh, I want you to have to, none of, no computers. I oh want you gosh. to have to, I want you to have to look everything up have using the index the cards. Yeah, the index cards. Yeah, that's what I want you to do. I need you and then, to do and then when you find And then when you find it, because uh, you, you have to go take it to the copy machine and make copies because mm-hmm. you have enough money for copies, but not enough money to pay your library fines. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. I want that. Is that too much to ask? That's too much to ask. It is because, <laughs> yeah. So, so two more things before we get on out of here. Cause All right. It's just, so the first thing is the nice lady who decided to be the exception to the rule of Dave Chappelle's jokes, who hopped up on that grenade and got roasted by... I believe her name was Daphne. So her name was... It was Daphne Dorman, I believe? I think so, yeah. Um, So this lovely lady, um, she wrote a tweet that was defending Dave and people came after her because, girl, you could have said nothing. You could have said nothing. It's like Dave Chappelle 
said that Twitter ain't real, but then also meant to bring up that she got roasted on Twitter. I'm like, but you just said it's not a real place. And very much implied that that's why she committed suicide. Right. As if... As if... as if the real life trauma of being trans and, and it, it is traumatic to be or trans mental, in this world. And mental health struggles aren't a thing. Girl. Yeah. Does Dave, not exist. You can sit here and do this. So her tweet, which was from August 29, 2019. Um, this was after sticks and stones. Punching down requires you to consider yourself superior to another group at Dave Chappelle doesn't consider himself better than me in any way. He isn't punching up or punching down. He's punching lines. That's his job, and he's a master of his craft. Chappelle apparently called it a beautiful tweet by a beautiful friend, and it's so many people going, that's right, you stick up for Dave Chappelle. I'm like, yeah, hi. So so when Candace Owens say shit, y'all like, bitch, shut the fuck up. When (laughs) Herschel Walker say shit, when Dr. Ben Carson say shit. Yeah, we celebrated Herman Cain's death. We literally celebrated Herman Cain's death. Herman Cain is like, see, when niggas say stuff to uphill the whole white people, you say, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you doing this? But then I watch people like actually defend this. And also her own family came out and said, he is an ally. And I'm sitting here like, girl, he just nice. He was nice to your sister. Please stop doing this. Please. He, she was the exception to the rule where he thought he could make these jokes. If he fucking cared about your sister, he would have pulled the fuck back because that's typically what usually it should happen. And you've watched the people happen. They have people close to them in these other oppressed, marginalized identities. And they go, well, I have somebody I care about in that identity. Let me just soften up. Not Dave Chappelle, because you barely, you put the battery in his back to just keep on going. And then you're gone and he's blaming y'all. Yeah. When she could have sat over there and ate her food. I don't want her gone anymore. And I want more voices out there. Because one is kind of like, no one is saying if you are trans, you have to be offended. But why? But you could have said nothing. <laughs> you could yeah. have said absolutely nothing. And you didn't. And it's like, uh, but then it's like, y'all killed her. And it's like, okay, this no. is way too complicated. And I'm not going to do this. It's like, did people come after her? Of course, probably. Or better, they're like, see, you see, non-trans people saying like it's okay. It's like, ooh, that's bitter. Trans people coming out to defend him is even worse. It's like, uh, it's like me watching black women stand up for Bill Cosby and R. Kelly. I'm like, I want to slap you blind. Yeah, I don't make me snatch you up by your skin. I'm sorry. I've been watching Chasing Reality. I don't know why people are still defending like R. Kelly at this point. How are we still defending, defending him? him? Literally defending him, and I'm like, you. It's like it's even worse when you see white when you see women do it. So it's like, I get why they were pissed at you. I'm like, I'm not coming to look for your ass. I'm, I'm just not. Um, yeah. You don't have to do this. I think the last thing is the fact that there was a trans person who worked at Netflix and. Um, voiced her disdain. They sus- mm-hmm. Netflix suspended her. So there's a bit more to that story because I saw yeah. that. Um, yeah. So I was so just a, like, oh, did you did you see the? So uh, here's the thing. According to Netflix, mm-hmm. they suspended her because she tried to walk into a board a, 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 a board meeting, meeting of yeah board meeting of directors mm-hmm. to ask questions. Which sounds like something that was done in protest, but one of the questions she wanted to ask was, was there a trans person involved in the production 
of this, you know, of Dave Chappelle's special? Which is a valid question because it spends so much time and touches on so much of the trans community. You think they would have at least been like, well, let's find a trans person to run it by mm-hmm. to make sure we're not going to open ourselves up to lawsuits or blah, blah, blah. I don't think they did. I think they were like, basically, we're fine. No, Nothing's going to happen. If anything, Dave Chappelle will take the heat. And, and that's the thing that we kind of talked about initially. Mm-hmm. Uh, Netflix in that same article said that this is like the stickiest and like most uh, watched, you know, Sticks and Stones is most watched, one of the most like uh, engaging pieces of content they have on their platform. And I wonder if Dave Chappelle's entire purpose isn't just to cause controversy for, you know, for the sake of, of selling, you know, or getting people to watch a special. Mm-hmm. especially for this one this one is probably the one i think that feels like he set out to just be like i'm gonna try to take as as many say as, as many i'm gonna say jokes of poor taste is how i'm gonna put it i'm gonna try to say as many of the jokes as poor of poor taste as i can mm-hmm. and it was just him at, against everyone yeah yeah because they are pushing back and say oh no it wasn't because of the tweet that she um was fired sure was. and i literally i bet it didn't that, help it didn't <laughs> that's, help but that's, also I'm... i just realized something the disclosure documentary was on netflix so imagine mm. you got all this stuff with dave chappelle and have disclosure on the same um on the same platform and so the director of disclosure um <laughs> said that and for the record they rented it for half of what it cost to make it of course they, they rented the the documentary for disclosure they didn't put it the funding behind yeah. it but they funded Chappelle's special because they gave them the, the money. money and that's just sad so she wasn't but to to, to their point Chappelle's special makes them. Uh, and that's maybe and that's maybe that's another conversation that we really need to have as yeah. as a society because here's the thing uh about cancel culture however you want to think of it whether you like it or not one of the reasons that corporations will give for why they continue to fund what is hate speech is how much money it makes them mm-hmm. and in the world that we live in unfortunately we value money far more than we value morals protesting morally against this is only just giving them more money and so for them even if you're like we're upset about this it's like well did you watch it do you still have a netflix subscription yeah then our job here is done i think the the honest truth is is that if we're trying to legitimately enact change where this doesn't happen it is don't give your money to people who are going to support transphobic performers and transform transphobic content and in whether or not you believe Dave Chappelle is transphobic is beside the point. He literally identifies himself as transphobic during his set. Yeah. He literally identifies himself as transphobic and, and also, as a turf. Oh, a turf. And it's like... During his set. Y- y'all don't think... Oh, okay. But when Guardian Leviosa, y'all got J.K. Rowling right the fuck on out of here for saying the exact same... Well, she said shit worse. Let me not even say the same yeah, thing. Yeah, she did But she identified herself as a but turf. But he, he, like, sure he sure as fuck co-signed. He sure as fuck co-signed. He sure did. 
and was like, I don't, I, I agree with J.K. Rowling. It was like, okay, so you just co-signed all this wow. shit. Wow, it was like, Lord have mercy. Yeah. So ultimately, at the end of the day, I feel like it's, <clears throat> it's it it comes down to a, a couple different things. Yeah. Uh, it there needs to be pressure on producers of comedy shows, both live and television. You know, televised comedy shows or recorded televised recorded televised comedy shows to uh you know have comedians who i'm not gonna say who aren't offensive mm-hmm. who aren't racist sexist yeah. transphobic homophobic or bigoted you can be offensive there's there's so much more you can only have to be like oh i don't want hateful comedians no you can hate a lot more just outside of these realms there's so much more you can hate you can you can go really? to town on hating stuff there's a lot you can hate but just not this level of hate. So let's not amplify and platform this level of hate. And then also audiences have to do a better job of not feeding into this because it's your favorite, you know, your fave. I wonder how many people watch this and were like, this was okay. But in, so like the thing happens to an audience that like wants to be there. I don't know if people mm-hmm. are aware of this, but like, uh, have you been to a live comedy show before Stephanie? Uh-huh. Okay. Have you been to one that like took a lot of effort to get to, like a lot of money, a lot of effort? I'm trying to think. Was it? Well, no, I didn't. I didn't. Okay. What's oh, pretty name? simple. You were no Ryan Comedy Online. Uh, I don't. So he's somebody who started on, I guess, Instagram. He's making short videos. Uh-huh. I think he he actually has been in the the most recent season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I saw oh, him. Dope. Ryan Davis Comedy. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan yeah, Davis. I saw yeah. him. Okay, so the thing I'll, I'll tell you that I've seen happen is, uh, especially when we came back from from quarantine. Mm-hmm. So there are there's a time when like sometimes shows are poppy, right? So like no matter mm-hmm. what you do when you go out and you say something, the audience is gonna laugh. There's been a show I've gone into before where I start a joke and they're like, ha, ha, ha. I'm like, whoa, 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 Wait, calm let me down. Check my, let me check my. That's the premise. Like that's the premise of the setup. Like if you like that, you're gonna love the punchline. And, and there's audiences that are like that. And I feel when you have an audience like uh, Dave Chappelle's audience for The Closer, for example, that was what I would call a poppy audience. They were laughing at things that weren't jokes. They were just statements. It's like, ah, ha, 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 let's just laugh. Because, again, you came to see Dave Chappelle. You've been under lockdown for X amount of time. You're out finally. They told you that it's going to be taped on Netflix. So now you feel some kind of pressure. You had to sign a release to get in. There's a mm-hmm. whole thing. And so like you're you're laughing because you're like, well, I want to have a good time because I want to make sure that this yeah. is as, what I thought it was going to be. Who knows how much they paid for it? Who knows what tickets were? Blah, blah, blah. Right? Right. So in all those right. cases, I think you have an audience that doesn't want the performer to do poorly. And which is a great thing if you're a performer. But again, when we're watching this taped special... We're mm-hmm. seeing people who, instead of thinking about what's being said, instead of like, and, and to, to Dave Chappelle's credit, he is masterful at weaving things together so that they're, they're allowing themselves to kind of get pulled in. And that's fine. But instead of like critically thinking about what he said, like when he did the whole thing about uh, Caitlyn Jenner versus Muhammad Ali, if you stop and critically think about it, you're like, no, nah, mm-hmm. that's not a point. That's, that's not a point. But in the moment when you're just getting swept up in things, you're like, yeah, and start clapping, which is what that audience did. Correct. And like, I think, uh-uh, her, her first hit woman, and she get an award. I'm like, but do y'all remember the fact that people literally shitting on her for that? It was oh, not hard. celebrated, honey. It's like it was. It was hard. It was bad. And and mm-hmm. 
again, one of the things that that people forget mm-hmm. <clears throat> is that like while you're going through this experience, you want to enjoy it. You want to laugh. Yep. Yeah. And after it's done and you go back, I think people are experiencing to an extent with some like when it goes people are coming back and be like, "Well, this wasn't funny." Well, the first thing they said, well, yes, it was. And it's like, well, here's why it wasn't funny. And when they start reading it, I think mm. they're starting to feel bad for the fact that they were laughing at things. They're like, yeah. oh, this that is kind of fucked up. Either they, they think that is kind of fucked up and then they feel bad and get defensive. Or they just say, well, you're just too soft because they are being defensive. And I think there's a, lot, a large subsection of people who are defending Dave Chappelle who are just not defending him, but defending themselves. They're defending themselves for laughing and enjoying something that is, quite frankly, not even quite frank, that is at the least problematic, at the most hate speech. It's yeah. it's one of those things where you're, you feel bad about it and you should feel bad about it because you enjoyed what was essentially a rally against trans people. But having said that, that doesn't mean that you are a terrible person it just means that you have some growth to do and what we're seeing with people defending dave chappelle are people who don't want to do that growth yeah you're like you want everybody to fight for your oppression but you can't fight for anybody else's and that doesn't make you strong it just makes you weak yeah it's like baby there's there's a whole umbrella of blackness it's not just one thing that's why O'Shea Jackson can't make a contract for Black America that doesn't include stuff that doesn't do doesn't mental health. Doesn't include Black women or Black. black women, he didn't include Black children. women. Didn't include Black gay people. Didn't include Black trans people. All it was like, was Black men it's and like, property. That's all he cared about. It's like you didn't like no mental health services. No better like. Like let's talk about food deserts, mostly black, like or just urban areas. But let's say black because that's what y'all think. Urban and black mean the same damn thing. Hello, urban radio. That's not the same thing. Like nothing about <laughs> black women. Nothing about health. Nothing about mental health. Nothing about education. Nothing about nothing except give us houses and money. Like this is monopoly. Yeah. Like yeah it, yeah yeah. Give us Marlin Avenue. Oh okay. Shut and and. Honestly, the again to your point, there are there are so many. First of all, even if all black people are free, right? If we get all the freedom for black people, the black trans and black gay people still won't be free. If we all (laughs) not free, if if everybody's not free, free, we're nobody's free. free. Nobody's free. It's like we're not doing this. And, and it's then like the, we just can't. The the other thing that that we really need to to remember as well mm-hmm. is that the divisiveness within ourselves, to an extent, yeah. there's some some divisiveness needs to be needs to happen because like black men have been fucking up for a long time, and I'm I'm here for black women just dragging the shit out of black men. I'm here for it. But you like the, you the, do do you need my rope? Do you need my shovel? I can help you. I'm here and for don't it. Don't forget this. Oh. I am here for it, but the thing that that because honestly it's needed, but the divisiveness between uh, black people who experience intersectionality and black people who do not doesn't need to exist because ultimately those black people experiencing intersectionality are still experiencing blackness just in a different way. It's just a different intensity, and just because you don't understand, and, and I know for a lot of black people, especially the ones that. Uh, unfortunately have kind of grown up consumed with the church just because Mm -hmm. you think it's a choice that they made for those lifestyles 
what you need to understand is one obviously no it's not but it's not. even if even if you think that's the case that choice would not be as onerous if they were not black right and ultimately at the end of the day their blackness is what you should care about and if you regardless of whether or not you agree with their their who they are and how they've chosen to live their lives if you say you care about black people you care about them end of discussion like why do you care because they black it doesn't it doesn't matter about you know how they've chosen to live their lives Mm -hmm. they're black we're done that's it yeah and unfortunately yeah unfortunately with with black christians and black conservatives they don't want to wrap it up that way it's always like well you got to be straight and cishet and that's that's how and Christian, because yeah, yeah, and Christian, be yeah, don't be Muslim, Jewish. don't be Muslim, don't be Muslim, but be mm-hmm. black, you know, be black and Christian, cis. Like you black, no, no, straight. You gotta love the Jesus. I'm sorry, I've been watching Kim's Convenience. The show is fucking <laughs> it hilarious. Is it's so good, and so every time they say the Jesus, I literally lose my shit. Okay? No, it's it's, like, it's good. It's so good. It's like y'all. Um, we have been going on and on just because I like Jay and. There's a lot to say about Dave Chappelle. Now, mind you, he's putting the button on him being at Netflix. So he says. So he says. Here's so he the says. They they don't. He quit one time before, if you recall. He did, and then he came back and said, "Well, I left because this, that, and the third. I'm like, "Yeah." So what got me is the CEO of Netflix who was defending to the death um, mm-hmm. his right to say whatever he wants. Like, yeah, because. They're like, we're suspending them and because we're investigating how y'all got into this meeting that y'all weren't supposed to be at with directors and vice presidents of the company because apparently you ain't been listening to them. But hey, hey, hi, HR here. Yeah, you can't do that. I'm sorry. You can't run up in meetings. That is correct. You can't run up in meetings, but I feel like um, I mean, you if y'all can, looking but at you're the optics, yeah, you're just going <laughs> to suspend, suspend them for a couple of days with pay well, and I you're going to let them come back. Okay. But they're going to be on a, a performance improvement plan and going to have to watch their cook, their um, P's and Q's until they can find another job. And I'm pretty sure they can. I was going to say, let's be honest. Let, let's be wholly honest. I have yeah. worked in a company that I went through a racist incident with. Have you mm-hmm. had that? You've had that experience, right? I assume every black person has. I assume. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and like um, 90% and of the time, I'm right. <laughs> and, and it's you, like I'm saying our level of racism, not white people's level of racism. It's oh like, no, 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 no! Racist. They're like no, no. no there was no. It wasn't a Klan rally. It wasn't a Klan oh, rally. Oh. It, it, it wasn't a Klan. No, it was not. It was not oh, a Klan I rally. You said it was. I was like, what the no, hell? no, no. It was not a Klan rally. In, no. in fact, I feel like I've told you this story before, but uh, you, oh, that's right. Me, you have. Yes, you. Let me let me let me cap it off real quick for people who haven't heard it. Uh, I was in a meeting and we were talking about teamwork. And we're like, you got to be a good team player. Not like that Colin Kaepernick. I hate that Colin Kaepernick. I just want to hold him down and rip his afro off. Almost word for word what was said. And I'm the only black person in the meeting just sitting there like, with the fro, by the way, just sitting there like, uh, uh, wait, not the not Jay with the fro chat. Had, had oh, a fro and was no. like, uh, okay, so and, and I'm looking around. Everyone else is like, so just having it. A... Y'all don't, y'all don't, y'all didn't hear what he said. Y'all ain't just hear what he said. Y'all, so... oh, oh, oh no, I knew they heard it because they were all laughing at it. All oh, just laughing, having a great time, laughing about lynching a black dude. It was just Ugh. fucking fantastic. And one of the worst parts about that entire thing is. Like, even afterwards, 
I went to HR and I had a conversation with HR about it. Mm. And HR was like, oh, that was terrible. HR being HR was like, oh, that shouldn't have happened. That was terrible. But what ended up happening is that at that job, it was because we were talking about teamwork at the time. And when we started talking about lynching someone, I was viewed as not being a good team player because I wasn't down for the lynching. Because I wasn't down to hold, because I didn't want to hold Colin Kaepernick down and rip his afro off. Because I saw that as being anti-black and also as being dehumanizing. Because I saw it as that and I called it out. I was the anti-team player and I was the one that kind of got a stigma around himself. Now, I left and found another job, thankfully, Mm -hmm. and went to go do, you know, better and greater Mm -hmm. things. And at the job I'm at now, I've been there for two years. Nothing racist has happened. Knock on wood. But come on, knock on wood. One of the hardest things for people to do mm-hmm. in a company is when you have spoken out against something, mm-hmm. and the overwhelming majority of the company are just looking at you like, "I don't understand what the problem is." I mean, but did he say? Did he do? I mean, he didn't say nigger, did he? Right. Oh, well, I mean, I mean, there's nothing we can really do because there's no. You know, although because I'm in Seattle, it's worse. It's oh, that was terrible. He shouldn't have done that. We're gonna have a conversation with him, and then just nothing happens. Except people side eyeing me and looking at me like like I'm the problem, like I'm the person with the issue. And ultimately, at the end of the day, if you hear that as a black person and you see that as a black person, and by the way, what you need to know about the person who said this, beloved in the company, everyone to the point he was a sales manager, people look forward to his sales talks because he was funny. It was like, oh, he's so funny. He's going to say some funny stuff. And I I think the sad part is, is that as a black person, we've all probably had this experience. Mm -hmm. But for some black people, it is impossible for them to understand how that translates over to someone who's trans or someone who's gay. It's like, you've been through that. You've had that experience. You know what it feels like. You know how hard that is at work, at a place where you you have to work. This is a place I have to come because I need money every to survive day. in this stupid-ass capitalist society. I have to come here every day. And sometimes on the weekends when I don't want to be here, I have to be here. And this will forever be the place where someone was racist as fuck and you all supported it. Not only was he racist and not like everyone like looked at me and got quiet. No, you laughed and you fucking clapped for that shit. And as if you support it, again, holding down Colin Kaepernick and ripping off his afro. So for someone who's trans, who is a comedian, for example, who has to work at venues and work as a comedian, in their workplace, people not only said things that were transphobic and hurtful to them, but had a call and response hour where someone was like clapping and laughing and co-signing the bullshit that they were saying. And it's... It's a lot. It is a lot. And it, and I don't understand how people don't see the correlation. It's if like you've ever had don't. that happen, you should understand the correlation. And they're like, well, well, they weren't there for our pain. It's like, what if they had been there for your pain? Right. Would it have stopped? Would it have stopped your pain? Is that what your complaint is? Is that they didn't kill everyone and mm-hmm. rid the world of slavery and oppression? Is that what you're complaining about? Because they're oppressed too. I'm pretty like that's like being a slave and being mad to other slaves for not killing the master. Well, you could kill them too, you know. So, where where is the where are you what are you upset about? Where is the problem? Because they were there too, being oppressed with you. That's what happens with oppression. So instead of being mad at the people who were oppressed with you, be mad at the oppressors. Please, pretty much. 
Oh my God, please. Like we we wouldn't be <coughs> oppressed if we were matter at oppressors. <coughs> we could all be free, but here we are doing this but bullshit. Here we are. We're doing <laughs> not my podcast. He's just talking about <laughs> we're having this conversation. No, I'm just saying we could no, this this is fantastic. I this is a wonderful time. But <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he wants to talk about this. They'd be like, because I can hear Terrell. Who the hell is Jack? And why would he say this? I'm like, Terrell, what? She's from Jersey. Don't mess with her. <laughs> no, no, and no. She, and she's an Aries, so she'll fuck you up. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. This podcast is delightful. Uh, I'm talking about like having to sit here and and talk about Dave Chappelle. It, it's just, or even just not even Dave because Dave Chappelle's not the not the first person to do this. And I want to make yeah. sure I say this because I, I wanted to say this. If you are going to take this these stances, and I get it, as a comedian, a lot of comedians want to be like, I want to take an unpopular stance and then work my way back. It's a real comedian thing to do. I have had a comedian say to me recently that they feel that that is the height of com- comedy like uh, ability. And I mean, great. If you're going to do it, I would tell you to go watch Paper Tiger by Bill Burr. Because here's the thing. Mm. Bill Burr starts off Paper Tiger sounding a lot like Dave Chappelle, where it's like this is getting super like like it's 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 tight, it's real tense. But then he spends uh, he starts like twenty minutes of just like really being like I don't understand this, I don't understand that. But then he spends forty minutes explaining how he's fucked up and how he knows he's fucked up, and that's why he's having such a hard time keeping up with the world. I don't know if you've ever seen Paper Tiger, but that in and of itself. I'm gonna have to look now because I'm sitting here like, oh. Bill Burr, he's not always good, this good at it, but Paper Tiger is probably one of the best examples I think of someone who's like, I don't understand this thing, I don't understand this cancel culture stuff, and then he just goes completely introspective, and he's like, the reason I understand this is because I was beaten. I grew up with my dad didn't love me. I'm looking for love. I have problems. I'm trying to figure out, like, I'm angry. I'm worried about being angry around my kids. She's going to grow up angry. And he has, like, he does all of this introspection explaining his issues and explaining why he's damaged. And it, 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 it's, it comes out so it's funny, it's it's poignant, it's relevant. He touches on on topics that you know. If you were typically, you're like, well, if you're if you're white and straight, you shouldn't talk about this. But he mm-hmm. manages to do it in a way that it, it centers it on him trying to become a better person, mm-hmm. and and how hard that is for him, mm-hmm. and why it's hard for him to be a better person. And so instead of just pointing fingers at other people and saying it's other people's fault and saying well they're the reason you're the reason you're mad not me he's saying i'm the reason you're mad here's why i'm like this here's how i'm trying to change and he said here's how i'm trying to change and i think it's it's a better way to go about this because i think that's it's 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 more poignant it speaks more to the moment and also Mm -hmm. with where we are maybe we need to highlight people who are actually trying to change and be better as opposed to always highlighting the people who aren't. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know what? That is a great way to end. Because it's like, it's been a... Yeah, every time I think about Dave Chappelle, it's like, and the reaction from people, it just drives me nuts. But I'm mm-hmm. glad we're stopping there. Um, Y'all, this has been a good conversation. Before we go, of as always, I'm honored to know you. And it's, I'm so glad that you were here, that you made the time, y'all. 
it was light outside when we started. It's dark in the house now. <laughs> yeah, I didn't stop to go turn the light on, but I should. Like, it is I... black. It's pitch black in here. I just got <laughs> monitor light. I'm like, like ah. Uh, I'm like we, 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 we've been we've been recording for 84 years. That's I look I look I look so creepy now. I'm like, oh no, oh no. It's coming out. It's like it's coming out of the darkness. But please let everybody know how they can find you. They can find Frown Town, which will not make them town. Make it will not make you frown. You will smile from laughter. Okay, I mean, yeah. From you'll, the you'll stuff laugh. that they're talking about, but it, you know, gallows humor. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's who we are. V is my boo. <laughs> v, V, V is my boo, boo, boo. V is awesome. Uh, so I'm on Frown Town with V. Uh, v Chatty. We're both comedians. It is a politics podcast, but we're comedians. So we laugh and we tell jokes, but we talk about really sad stuff. Um, yeah. That's why it's called Frown Town. You can find it on Spotify. Just look for Frown Town. You can find us on Instagram and on, ad, not, on Twitter. Excuse me. I almost said my Twitter handle. You can find us... <laughs> On Twitter and Instagram at Frowntown Pod. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Adjective underscore J. Uh, I have shows. I am probably so I'm in a weird space right now for comedy. Um, I, I when when everything started opening back up before, you know, when they were like, if you're vaccinated, you don't need a mask. I was like, yes. And I went hard in the paint for comedy. And then people start, I went super hard. I was like, comedy, comedy. And then people started getting sick again. And I was like, oh no, what if I'm helping spread that? So now I'm in this weird place where like I have shows and I'm, I'm trying to be more selective about the shows I'm doing. Uh, I'm not currently traveling, though I am making plans to travel next year. Uh, I might be coming to a show near you. I might, might don't get don't get too excited i might i am i am trying to go to the east side i definitely want to go let uh, me tell asa right now I, I i i'm definitely coming to the east coast uh well i'm saying definitely i'm trying to come to the east coast is let me that's a better way to put it oh my uh, gosh so I'm, I'm working on that now that's probably going to be 2022 it, it depends Yay! really on like how things are looking i'm hoping things open up soon because i gotta tell you comedy sucks when everyone's afraid of being spit on it's uh <laughs> it is oof i don't know if you've ever seen uh what a mic cover looks like but i had not either until now <gasps> it is super weird it's weird Ooh. it's weird we have mic covers we are like people wearing i tried to do a show in a mask i couldn't um Wait, i'm saying all this mic it's hard covers wow okay yeah so like you go you come they give you a little it comes like a little uh pack looks like a condom and so you get on stage <laughs> you pop out the little mic cover you cover mm -hmm. the mic and mm -hmm. then you do your thing and then you pop your cover off when you're done and you hand the mic back and then they pop on the cover and like oh uh, yeah it's it's wild it's um it's a lot um wow. I, i'm saying all of this to say this i do have shows currently they are in seattle uh, mm -hmm. When I have shows that are anywhere, I put them on jjonescomedy.com. That's J as in the letter. Jones is in my last name and comedy as in what I do. jjonescomedy.com. Uh, if you go there now, you'll see I have shows coming up this week in Seattle. I am hosting uh, this weekend at the Ballot Comedy Club. And I am going to be in Yakima. Uh, right now, I don't have ticket oh. info. Yeah, Yakima's not. I'm not looking forward to that. I'm gonna, I mean, I'm, it's going to be a great show, Yakima. <laughs> Um, You're such a mess. <laughs> so I'm going to be in Yakima October 31st. It will be for Halloween. Uh, it is for the Joke Masters of Yakima. So I'm the headliner for that. 
uh, I will probably have more shows next year. Mm. Typically, I so typically I winter. Uh, so like in November because of the holidays, I just kind of like put my head down and then I come back in you know the next year around you know January February. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm doing that this year. Uh, so oh, okay. yeah, I think I'm I'm probably gonna take some November shows. Uh, I'm also trying. I've I have been trying to produce a fully black uh comedy show in seattle Mm. since pre-quarantine times and i have so far i've I've had a venue three times and every time COVID has stopped me so is COVID against black people yes it is COVID COVID is is racist COVID is racist against black people who want to have a good time (laughs) maybe smoke weed in the alley and then laugh at some jokes afterwards that's Um, awfully specific but it sounds you know that's right. that's what COVID hates uh but it when it has a very very specific demographic of blacks right if you are black in seattle or if you're not black in seattle but you would watch an all-black show uh follow me on instagram and and on uh twitter i want the all-black show to be broadcast via podcast haha it rhymes um so follow me on instagram and twitter and when that does happen it'll be called the blackout you will hear me talking about it a lot Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. black people in Seattle, around Seattle. Um, go to Tacoma. Go visit um Rachel Dolezal's place. Her her shopping <laughs> ground. Bring, yeah, y'all can come over there. So yeah, I need y'all to be there. Okay. Y'all not far from Seattle. I mean, you know. I'm in Tacoma. I'm I'm in Tacoma pretty frequently. I was in Tacoma. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, I perform in Tacoma. I was perform. I had a performance in Tacoma like uh, a month ago. I'm in Tacoma pretty out. frequently, actually. Like, I'm in Tacoma a lot. Like, if you're in Tacoma, like, look for me. I'm around. I might hmm. be in... Actually, I might be in Tacoma in November. Oh, let me find out. Let me find out. So, there you go. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm here. That's me. So, yeah, that's everything. Just, you know, look for the comedy. Uh, I wish I did videos. Like, I don't. I mean, I say I wish I did. I should, but I don't. One day. You are so... Oh, my God. This is so great. Y'all, please. I'm a, see now. I'm gonna have to start asking black people. Do you live near Seattle? Do you know Jay? You're like the hell. <laughs> it's like some random ass nigga named Jay in Seattle. I bet you know who he is though. If I if I'm doing my job right, they'll be like, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm doing it right, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to know all the black people know you in Seattle. I need everybody who likes good food to know Rashani in Sacramento. Look, I got. Look, I know niggas that y'all need to know. I need y'all to know Charmaine in Texas, okay? I need y'all to know these <laughs> amazing dope people that be making the shit that y'all like. And I like. And I wish Charmaine Deborah is sh- doing it big right now, too. Um, excuse me. She at conferences. She getting right? flued out without having to give up. Her Instagram no- got me jelly as fuck. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you get out and you ain't got to do nothing to get flued out? Oh, okay. Let me find out. It's like, it's okay. impressive. It's okay. impressive. I, I, look, I am... I'm, I'm seriously impressed. I was like, how do I get sponsored? Right? I, fly me out, honey. Fly me out to these places. I'll go. I'm not, I'm, I like no. I like airline flights. Hello? <laughs> it's like, I want to go to fly me coach. I'd be okay with that. Convenience. I want to go over there and go have dinner with Apple. Fly me out to Toronto so I can <laughs> go to, you know, so I can have a good time. I'm sorry. I really do love Kim's Convenience. Y'all, if you haven't watched it, it's on Netflix. It's, so it's a good show. It's really good. Fucking good. Is it like three seasons now? I think it's I think it's all five of them because I think all five are, oh well let me go watch four and five I've only yeah. seen three 
Yeah. Well, I got something to do tonight. See? Well, all like, right. Let me tell you, because Shang-Chi was very good, y'all. Yes, Aquafina was still there, but... I don't hate Aquafina as much as everyone hates her. I really don't hate Aquafina. I just... I, I like I, I, some like, of this. Yeah, she was I'm, there. I'm not. I'm not being controversial. I'm not. I promise you, I'm not being controversial. But I feel like some of this is like, like I get. We all hate the black scent. I get that. I'm not mm-hmm. a big fan of it either. Uh, I, however, know for a fact uh, many Asian children who code switched with us because they grew up around us, mm-hmm. and I, we, I never hemmed them up for it. It was always just like, yep, you you talk like a black person around us, and then you talk like an Asian person around your parents. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of Asian people like that. And I think that's why I'm okay with the black set. I'm not, I guess I'm not okay with it. I would never defend it. But if you're like, does it offend you? No, but I would never like cape for it. I'm not, I'm not going to cape for it. Yeah. This is my, pet. this is my issue with Aquafina. She ain't grew up around black people. Mm, mm. So I'm like, see, it'd be different. Well, uh, if okay. Did. And it's like, right. Which oh. is why I'm not defending. I'm not here to defend it. I'm not here to cape for it. I'm just saying, I, not, I I'm does saying. I'm not offended by it because I knew Asian people who grew that up had with the me black scent. Yeah. that had a black. Well, they they coat switched, so they had a black scent with us, mm, and when they went home to their mom home. and dad because yeah. yeah. mom and dad were like, "No, you speak English to us," and so they were like, "Yes, mother, father," and and I would watch them coat switch, and it never registered to me as being anything other than what we did because I used to coat switch with my parents because they were like, "Don't you speak that slang in my house." You know what I'm saying? Why are you like, talking don't... white? It's like what? No, I used to no, I used to talk white in my house. My parents weren't cool with me talking black. They were, yeah, we were we were mad Christian. Oh, okay. <laughs> we were mad Christian. Oh, I'm sorry. It was super so, yeah. respectable. Yeah, it was like missionary Baptist. Yeah, church. yeah. My my parents, uh, until they learned of Bill Cosby's many failings, were very big fans. Yeah. Oh no. Well, after they found out about everything, they were like it. They were just that's a shame. You know it's bad when your mom's yeah. like, "Girl, everybody knew about Bill Cosby." Wait, tell me what? I didn't. I wish I know. Like people were just like, she was like, "Oh no, everybody." They're like, everybody knew about Bill Cosby. So like, like, wait, 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 wait. So then we just let that shit slide. How about that? Hello, R. Kelly was cooking thirty years, and they're little. Oh, we all knew about R. Kelly. But here's right, the thing: we all knew Bill, about R. Kelly because of Aaliyah. Bill Cosby. Yeah, we, we all knew about R. Kelly because of Leah, and and I think what happened was after the annulment, we were just kind of like, "Ha ha, that was silly," and then we kept moving. But he right, was writing songs was, with that's in the the deposition for that. Ooh, chat is ooh. Okay, y'all. No, right, not, we can't we can't do it. We, we can't, can't do, do it. it but it's that like, it's it's the stuff they were talking about, with, like what people walked in on with him and Leah. I was like, what? And it's like, why did you walk in on this with a fourteen-year-old and not be like, let and me? I get like, I get like, not let me call the cops, but let me call her parents. Let me get her out of the situation. Let me move her because yeah, her parents she's are clearly unsafe. That marriage got annulled. Yeah, she's clearly unsafe. On the marriage certificate, call someone, someone's CPS, anyone who has a fourteen-year-old's interest at heart, because no one in this room laws. does. Call the Baltimore City Police Department. Like he's no one has her. I don't give a good goddamn. Call all of the laws, all of them. Because he, because she. What 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 was witnessed was a fourteen year old having sex with a grown ass man being molested. No, being molested. True. That's and you walking in is like, oh, I'm gonna walk back out. It's like where the fuck. Because the phone is in the other room, I assume. So you can call and be like, hey, we, you got to come get her. And she's got to go. It's like, she doesn't look, need to man, be here. 
There's no way that a, a Bill Cosby or an R. Kelly could cook for so long. I'm like, so for everybody and else, no one a Harvey yeah. Weinstein without some sort of enabling. There's no that's possible true. way. Yeah, that's very true. So because otherwise, that. yeah. Yeah, have, and that's, that's the so saddest far. part about all that, I think. That is the saddest part about all that. But y'all, this is not Frown Town. I'm kidding. We, 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 Jay will be back. I just want to let y'all know. Oh, I will? Yay, I'm coming back. Yay. I cannot, I cannot do this with him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, for real? Back? I'm coming what? back. Oh my, God. oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I'm so excited. I'm so oh, excited. I'm coming back, guys. I'm coming back. Yay. I could not talk about problematic comedians. We'll talk about something else. <laughs> It'll be fun. I feel like that's been that's been kind of my thing for a while. It's just been like ah comedy. Though I have been though I am very vocally upset about comedy because I I live in this world unfortunately, and I am very upset about how unsafe it is. Uh, it's it's extremely unsafe. I will unsafe say I'm like guys. I'm a witness. So I'm I know we're on the mic and we're saying this, but just know when the mic goes down, he do be saying this shit. He's like, yeah. no, it is not cool. It's like I'm like I'm ready to like fuck some people up. So yeah. Yeah, it's 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 extremely unsafe. Yeah. Uh, there are places that I will not perform uh, mm-hmm. because they house predators and producers that I know are predators. Mm-hmm. There are people I won't perform with because mm-hmm. of that very same reason. And yeah. I I if you are a comedian or an audience member or a producer and you're listening to this, I would ask you to do the same thing. Like, don't work with people who are predators. Like, don't work with people. Don't who make are me rapists. choose. Don't let them come to your venue. Yeah, like, and you'll be better for it because you'll have a venue that's safe for your performers, that's safe for your audience, Mm -hmm. and that's safe for everyone. So why not make a safe space for everybody to come have some fun and laugh? Because I feel like we all need it. Y'all, y'all have no idea. He's spitting all these jewels in this really dark room. It's so dark. (laughs) It's just like, like, he's just talking. It's like... The, the guy who paints Bob. <laughs> it's like he's just sitting here talking about fluffy little clouds. Stop letting <laughs> trash in your comedy spots here. A fluffy, li- a nice little tree. I'm like, I swear. <laughs> watching Bob Ross, that's his last name, literally made me think I could paint. I'm like, I cannot paint. What the right? I thought I, was, like, I thought I had talent. I, I, really <laughs> could, I, could be making, I could be making trees on a canvas. Girl. Hang some what? of my artwork on these walls. Girl, what? <laughs> I like, sheesh, I could be in the Louvre right now, but y'all fucking around. <laughs> I just need to get me a couple of oil paints and a spatula, and I'm about Please to get to going. Please watch that y'all, because I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, so... Y'all are trash around him, so y'all. Bob Ross isn't trash, but the folks around him were well, not beautiful gals. Nope. No, they weren't happy little so, trees. They were not. They were like happy piles of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, y'all! This is the Bogus Podcast. I will be back. I don't know who's going to be back next week. I don't. You guys, wait. I got to find Kendrick because we're going to have to talk about Bravo. Yeah, y'all don't see my face. It was very quiet because my eyes, as my mother would say, are permanently to the side. It was a pretty hard side eye. It was. I'm just saying. You know, I'm no Pam, but, you know, my side eye game is almost on her level. So I liked it. It was good. I appreciate you. I appreciate you in more ways than one. Guys, I'll be back next week. 
Thank you for listening. Please, if you could buy me a coffee, I would totally appreciate that. I do put the commercial in, but guys, I really would. I love coffee and money. Money, money. I'm sorry. I sound like the peanuts. Money, money, money. Maybe tens and twenties. I'm kidding. I'm not saying that. I'm. I won't turn it down. But I'm just saying. I'm being silly because we've been recording so much. It's very dark in it Seattle, is. Washington, home of the Russell Wilson with the broken hand. But he's what's wild back. is my window over there is open, so you can just see me like my face illuminated <laughs> in the window um, talking to a mic. And it's like, what is like, he what doing? What the hell are you up there doing? We're talking about Russell Wilson who broke his whole hand, but don't think he's not chopping Sierra's cakes down the smithereens because he's a whole freak. <laughs> I would say, listen, I was at the gym and I heard level up. Yeah, I was at the gym and I heard level up, and I I literally almost passed out from the amount of effort it took to keep up to level up. And then I remember how how much she was dancing throughout that. Mm -hmm. I feel like he has. I feel like he has to be a whole ass freak. I feel like like it's so much work. Got stamina because he. Oh, he's he's an athlete. He's an athlete, but I feel like she wears him out. She she looks like she do, but I I noticed that nigga dropped three octaves. He turned his telephone voice into his permanent voice. I'm like, why the fuck are you talking like this? It was like, it's like well, hello. It was like, hey, man, that, that, she breathed in him. He's like, up, oh, it's Dick O'Clock. The fuck is wrong with you? They are just. We, she's like, hello, up, oh, Dick time. No, I am just saying hello, sir. It's like, so Sierra, please, I don't know what the fuck you did to him, but he was like, let me just put a ring on this because I'm tired of this shit. And I mean, c- yeah. congrats to him. I'm just waiting for baby number one. How many babies they have? I don't know. I'm waiting for baby number four because future is, well, that's Russell's son. I don't give a damn what y'all say. Yeah. I'm sorry. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, that's Russell's son. So there's three children. I'm waiting for baby number four, probably 2023. I mean, father by action, not by blood, right? I'm just saying. It was like, I- I'm sorry. I'll never see you around your kid. Um, that's Russell's son. You see I mean, him. Future talks he's about him a lot. Now. He does. Yeah. And it's like, but he talks he, about him a lot, but that's pretty much it. He don't. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I'm sorry. I don't know how we got here with Russell. It's just that I know a freak when I see one. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'll be back next week. Bye. After watching the Dave Chappelle special on Netflix, I have thoughts. And at the end of the day, what I think that a lot of you all are missing is that Dave Chappelle, like many black cis men, absolved themselves of the idea of what their relation is to the black LGBT community. You see, he talked about how white trans women thought that those jokes were funny and didn't take any issue with them, but failed to mention the ways in which black trans women have to navigate black cis men in a different way in order to survive. He failed to mention the ways in which black women as a whole, whether it be cis or trans, have to navigate black malehood in order to feel safe on a daily basis. And that is why those jokes weren't funny. The reason why black trans women didn't laugh or snicker or giggle is because those jokes are not just jokes where we come from. Those jokes affirm men that are looking for affirmation and reason to kill us, to do away with us, to vote against our livelihoods and our humanity. It wasn't the intent, it was the impact. And that's the thing that I think so many of you all are okay looking over because you're okay looking over the intent versus the impact and a lot of the jokes that he made about women and white folk and disabled people. 
And that's okay if you're willing to let those things slide, but don't be upset at another community for not being willing to let those things go because those things are things that affect us detrimentally. Don't be upset with a group of people that has been so marginalized that our lives have literally become a chopping block for the government to dismantle one piece at a time. Don't ask yourself why black trans women don't think that it's funny. Ask yourself if you've ever laughed at a racist white person who tried to make light of slavery. 